And we're back, boys. Episode 21 of the yes, podcast. Sir. Version 2. Version 2. Yeah, so we had an, an episode uh, featuring Chris, housemate Chris. We've got him again this time. Look, something happened last week. Who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, the Hamburglar came in the night and stole the things. Yeah, Maybe one of the people <laughs> speaking too loud. Maybe the microphone cut back and forth and just fucking died the entire thing. And I was just thinking, Legit. what the fuck? Well, we're like, here. We're here. Who knows? We're but here, we're back no. here with housemate Chris. Yeah, do you want to say hi real quick? Yeah, hello. Uh, thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Thank you for coming on. We Before we go any further, we have a sponsor for this episode. Puppy. We, we've never had the sponsor before. Never. It's Puppy This. At he Puppy inc- This, baby. He's at Puppy This on Instagram. Incredible phone cases. If we had video, I would show you the case that I'm currently got on my phone right now. It's the best fucking phone case you'll ever have. I don't know if that's a good sponsorship because I just said the F word halfway through it, but- Fantastic, bro. Fantastic phone Show cases. passion. Really, really high quality, great images. If you want a phone case, if you're in the market, go to Puppy This and check them out. Exactly. We've got a 10% discount code in the description down below. So Absolutely. feel free to check that out. Show them some love. You know what I mean? Uh, show, you know, it's fellow Aussie. You know what I mean? We're trying to help people in, uh, you know, in desperate times yeah, that COVID yeah. is right now. Yeah. Uh, you've got biogra- uh, biodegradable options. You've got sleek designs. You've even got the really uh, strong kind of ones that, don't crack. Baz dropped his phone on the podcast last week. And it How many cracks were there, Baz? Just two. No, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just anyway. in case Poppy is listening, there was zero. Yeah, no, there was none. For legal purposes, <laughs> there was zero. <laughs> anyway, so we've got Chris on this episode. We do. Let's have a quick intro. So, Chris, what do they need to know about you? Um, why don't you give me an introduction and then I'll, I'll correct your Sorry. shortcomings. So, so I met Chris... Uh, beginning of this year when he first moved in and then we since moved into a different place together and it's fucking great guy grew up in a thank you sort of it's got an aristocratical is that it aristocratical aristocratic that word last week as well yeah yeah, aristocratic and i'm not aristocratic he's He's high class yeah oh thank you almost aristocratical Almost. <laughs> is that like he's addicting? almost earned the LE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's aristocratic at the moment, but you know, don't worry, Chris. Soon, when you get your next private jet, like we've the LA all will got come. something to aspire to, haven't we? Of course, a bigger of course, plane, of course. a bigger yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> bigger That's part of it. Hey. <laughs> okay, here's a question I want I want to ask you guys because this is a topic that comes up in our group a lot, which is what defines someone who's self-made? And and I'll start off here because Sheesh. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's just about money. So I don't think that just because you, you know, if you grew up with no money, sure, you're self-made, but I think it's more than that. I think it's about where, like the privileges you have growing up. Because if you grew up in an upper middle class or even an upper class family in Cambodia and you had to immigrate to Australia or immigrate to America and then you made it there, I think you're self-made. Yeah, I agree. What do you reckon, Chris? Oh, I, actually, it depends yeah. how much upper middle translates to in the, the country you're moving to. Because if you're moving to Australia, from Australia to England, and you're fucking Kerry Packer's daughter, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you got a couple of bills in the bank. Who gives yeah. a fuck? You know what I'm yeah. saying? What do, you, what do you reckon, Chris? Well, this is a conversation that we've had previously yeah. and we've disagreed on. Yeah. I don't think it actually does have anything to do with your upbringing, especially. I think if, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of your parents' uh, financial situation, your education, if you're starting from scratch, and you build something from nothing, that's self-made. I get what you're saying. See, look, I totally agree that in the, the most common, and we talk about fi- like trying to make it and have money and all that stuff, and being self-made is such a, is a trophy that everyone wants to hold on them. Yeah, 100%. But I don't think it's as simple as just not taking money from your parents. It's like, sure, that's essential. You can't just take a, a small loan of a million dollars. 
It needs to be beyond that. Like, you know, if you've Shout had- out to Donny T, baby. <laughs> fucking Donny T. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, if you've had privileges growing up, if you've had parents or like cousins, that, like, what if you have connections, but you don't have any money, but you have connections who have given you marketing uh, setups. They've given you, uh, essentially they've shown you how to set up a website. They're giving you a foot in the door. Exactly. That's yeah. so much more important than getting a $50,000 loan from your dad. There's so many things that are so much more important in my head. And what if you don't use those connections? Yeah, here's where I push back on you there. Yeah, It might be uh, more valuable in the long run, but it's still a skill you need to know. Even if you do have a cousin who's going to fucking help you or something like that, yeah. you need to be able to communicate well enough to like see where they're at, see if they can help you, then try and leverage that opportunity and stuff. Whereas your parents just giving you a fucking blank check. That's very different to like you having the skills to navigate socially without like making someone you're related to feel exploited. Because a lot of times family members de- can definitely feel exploited if you're if you're trying yeah. to push too hard. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess this is where the question is for me. Which one do you think is easier to set up a business from? If you have fifty thousand dollars and and that's like they're just being given from your dad fifty grand, go start a business. Versus him not giving you any money and you saving I don't know, two or three grand, but you have cousins who have told you like this is how you do it. I'll like I'll walk you through setting up your website. I'll walk you through getting your first few customers. I'll help you set up the marketing. Which one is more valuable? Unless you have, it depends on the person. Unless you have like direct links, unless the, cus- unless the cousins who are actually operating in that field you're trying to work in. If you're trying yeah. to do a drop selling business, right? Just as something that like some of the listeners might be able to relate to. They might be able to give you ideas. They might be able to give you concepts like, oh, you know, you want to be able to match or beat competitive prices. You want to have a competitive edge. But none of that matters if you don't have the income. You know what I'm saying? Like if you just get mm. given 50K from your dad, yeah. then you can also just pay someone to help you do this. Whereas if you're, even if you're getting tips from someone else, you still need to find the capital to like source to what invest. you're going to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a lot of times the hardest thing to do. Even if you do have hookups, you're walking into a bank as a 25 year old or 24 year old trying to pitch them on some fucking drop selling business. They're going to laugh you out of there unless you've got a massively competitive advantage. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people, like drop selling is probably a dodgy industry because- some succeed and some don't. And a lot of times you can't quite differentiate why because they've got the exact That's same so product fucking from fucking Alibaba at the exact so same true. price, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you think it's more connections or money? I mean, I think that everyone has, irrespective of your background, everyone has some advantage, whether it be money. Even if you've grown yep. up with nothing, you might yep. have a natural charisma, which will draw people in and that will build up your uh, your success and your career and your business. But what, Or maybe you're an idiot but you've got your dad bankrolling you, but everyone has some innate advantage that they need to tap into and exploit. Well, not exploit, but, you know, make the most of. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. So I I just watched like two, a two-hour podcast from Joe Rogan um, with Yonmi Park. Essentially in that podcast, what happened is that Yonmi Park is a North Korean escapee. I would highly recommend this podcast episode. I think it it's, looks 16, so interesting. it's 1691, I think, maybe 1693, some, some, something like that. If you listen to just five minutes of it, you're in there for two hours. Yeah. It's, it's a three hour podcast, but the first two hours is all that matters. It just gets political after that. <laughs> but essentially, <laughs> like what I go learn from that is that the biggest privilege isn't the money that you have. Oh, it might not be the money that you have. It might not be the connections you have. It's the country that you're born in. You, you could have connections. That's huge. You could have the highest IQ. You could have the highest charisma. If you don't speak English and you're born in Uganda, what the fuck are you going to do? What if you don't have internet access? Yeah. What, what are you going to do with your privilege? I mean, and that's what makes the stories of the people who escape poverty in poverty, uh, like rich countries who yeah. don't have easy uh, outs so fantastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
But um, yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right. I think that's that's something that a lot of people you know, they take for granted. Like even us living in Australia, yeah, we have ties with the UK where we have essentially this like agreement where you can go over there and work uh, before the age of twenty five and get a working visa very easily. Yeah, two like years. It's a simple, pre- yeah, exactly. And if you've got a good company, if you've got a degree, they might sponsor you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You already have, there's a lot of similarities between English and Australian culture that you can fit in at least like better than a lot of other uh, people uh, who are coming into the country. Absolutely. You even speak As the language. Chris, I mean, Chris, Chris lived in London for, was it two years, four years? Four and a half years. There we go. Four and a half years, man. What, what made you want to go to, to England? Um, my family, a lot of my family is from the UK and I always knew, always, that I would live in the UK. So the opportunity arose and I took it. Now, Chris, don't laugh at this, but when you were moving to the UK, was there any thoughts of like maybe living outside of London, like Manchester <laughs> or Liverpool? Outside of London? Yeah, yeah. no, in the other expansive areas. Say like, you know like Leeds? Leeds? Or Wales? Wales? Okay, guys, don't take the piss, mate. <laughs> but don't make me laugh. <laughs> oh, um, the answer is no. Why not? <laughs> I've heard that uh, the L&L, Leeds and Liverpool, have the best nightlife. I have heard that I nightlife up north is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so by all means, go up there for a night. Doesn't mean you have to live there. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living there for like a week or two. A week or two. Week or two. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind living there for like two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Uh, you're pushing it a little bit with two. <laughs> maybe one. Nah, just joking with all you guys up north. I, uh, I did who are live fans there for a couple of minutes on a train as we went past. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, son. Wait, where were you going to on that train? Uh, on the Lake District. What's the lake? He's going to Buckingham Palace to visit his <laughs> Aunt Emily. <laughs> My great Aunt Emily. Yeah, there you go, man. Is she that great? Well, she thinks she is. What, yeah, what, she what is a great aunt? What the fuck does that mean? Like Your one who gives you handjobs under the table? I don't know. What is it? Oh, I saw that with Lisa Rand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> shout out to our previous episode. In fact, shout out to our last episode. If you guys haven't seen it, we did our uh, reacting to Pornhub comments. So yeah, make sure you go video. pick that out. It's on the it's on the YouTube right now. Maybe we'll chuck a link down in the description below. Absolutely. Fucking peep that shit out. Yeah. So what's a great aunt? Uh, your grandparents' siblings. Your grandparents' siblings? Yeah, Isn't like so your, your grandmother's sister is your great aunt, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just reeks of 1%. I'm not going to lie, man. What are you talking about? Like, oh, my great aunt. It's like Godfather. It's just an expression. God, why is Godfather reeking? Yeah. Also, it's, it's like having, um, what's it called? Someone's son. What is it called? A godson. Is that it? Yeah. 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 What's that got to do with? Do you not have godsons in, in Arabic culture? What is godson? It's what, like- Is that real? Well, it's- yeah. it, No, it's not really real these days. What do you mean it's not really real? Meaning back in the day, the idea was if the parents died, the godmother and godfather would then take control. Like they would look after the kids. But what if they don't? Well, exactly. But these days, it's literally just like, oh yeah, do you want to be godson to my kid? I mean, so, like oh, the idea yeah. behind it is that the godparents will provide spiritual counsel to the child. That's the idea behind it. Yeah, in theory. These days. Yeah, that's these what days, it's how evolved does it apply? to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These days, it's just kind of like a flex. Like you get all your mates saying, like, all right, who's going to be the godson? Whoever fucking chugs a beer fastest. <laughs> Whoever chugs a beer fastest. That's definitely going to be what I do. When I have a fucking son, it's like, all right, you can be the godfather. It's a competition of fucking shotgunning. Whoever shotguns fastest, you get it. He's <laughs> So Ollie's going to get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Ollie. He did a fucking shotgun in three Instagram stories. Yeah. <laughs> That was the funniest thing ever. Oh, so, it was. So our, our boys group chat, which has got like five people in it from primary school, actually, we know each yeah. other. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, we from did- primary school. Yeah, we all did a shotgun together. I think it was on my birthday, right? Or someone's birthday. 
Or maybe we were just hanging out. Yeah. And yeah, we were doing it one at a time so we could all get it on Instagram. And you know, the first one will be like JMO doing it like 3.3 seconds. And then Aaron does it and it's fucking what, like two seconds, like all really hey, fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I beat Aaron. Okay, bro. four Relax. seconds. And then I do it in fucking five seconds. And then Ollie does it for three Instagram stories. Yeah, it was hilarious. Three fucking Instagram stories. It's funny stories. as well because for people who don't know the shotguns, obviously, you know, you puncture your hole, you get your lips ready and then you flip your head up, right? Yeah. And he did the flip up the head like real aggressive. And so it's like, oh shit, he's about to go here. Yeah. And then it just didn't end. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, have you ever seen those uh, TikToks or like those gifts that are made to fuck with people yeah. where it never ends? And it's like, um, it's like a bus slowly going yeah, towards keeps, the wall. It's like, keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. it's like going through all these different directions and you're yeah. just like, wait, is everyone going to hit? And you sit there for five minutes before you realize like, oh fuck, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot right now. <laughs> I've never stayed there for five minutes, but- It felt like, like five minutes. <laughs> Look, after a while, I did start suspecting that the bus won't actually crash. You know what I'm yeah. saying? After a little bit, maybe 10 How minutes. disappointing. It was pretty disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, fire. Oh, you were telling me, I'm actually really interested. You were telling me about some scam call that you got. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I got a call uh, from someone claiming that uh, that the internet was slow. And what's ironic is- the your, inter- your Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the internet in my house is actually fucking dead right now. It's really bad. Because there's just so many people living there, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people on the 2.4 gigahertz network, whatever, right? Um, people don't know you have the five, and I think it's 2.4 gigahertz network. Yep. Secret tip: use the five because yeah, most 100%. fucking most uh, appliances don't use the five; they use the 2.4, so you're less likely going to get uh, as many people on the network. Anyway, yeah, I uh, so I got this call, and I knew that, and I was like, this is a bit weird though, because my name isn't in the fucking in the title of the thing. Said, oh, what was the what was the intro call? How did they how did they open the call? He said he was from, I think, Dell or something like that. Yep. Or maybe he didn't say that, but he said he, he was trying to pretend like he was from an ISP. Yep. Right? ISP, internet service provider for people who don't know. So like the internet service providers will then uh, often sell the internet networks to the people who then sell the internet plans to you. So you might be with a company, but they're actually using someone else's infrastructure. However, with Telstra and Telstra owns the infrastructure. So I was immediately a bit confused. Like, this is a bit weird. Like Telstra and Optus own like, Australia. Bit weird, yeah, a bit yeah. weird. It's suspicious. Anyway, so I started getting this call and I also realized my name isn't on the deed. It's on my dad's name, right? So I'm like, this is a, like, why is he calling my number? And I'm like, oh, so how'd you get my number? And he's like, oh, you know, you logged into the internet and here's how I immediately knew it was a scam because I only use, I've got a fucking 100 gig data plan. So I only use fucking uh, like just 4G. Yep. So the uh, the chances that I just logged in fucking randomly and he got, I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. But I played along. I wanted to see what happened, right? And so <laughs> he started saying, um, Oh yeah, so just type in um, speed test Telstra and go and uh, click this thing. And you know, it was like eight download and four upload. So it's fucking trash. Yep. That's the thing. Like it, it, I've got a lot of people living in my house and it, I would like for someone who wasn't like thinking, they might've been like, oh, someone else has called and they just called me, you know yep. what I'm saying? And anyway, so they call it. He's like, oh yeah, can you type in? Um, and he, he was so slow. He would be like, uh, he's acting like you're a fucking idiot because he's obviously following a script, but he's like, Oh, so do you see the control button, the C R C L T or C R T or whatever the fuck it is? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, what? Uh, what is the button next to it? I'm like, there's the Windows and the Shift. And he's like, oh, could you press the Windows button and then along with the Windows button, could you also press the R button? And I'm like, yeah, oh, I run. know, I've got run yeah. up. What are you fucking? T- what is this fucking guy? And yeah. He's like, now could you type in E for Evie, V for Veronica, yeah. E for? And essentially, it comes up with the the keywords in Run for Event Viewer, which shows uh, a lot of things going on. Anyway. 
I immediately obviously don't press the fucking things because I don't know what it's going to do. But yeah. you played along. Well, yeah. So I go into Google and I type in that and then <laughs> scam caller or something like that. Yeah. And it comes up with all this stuff. And it was so fucking jokes because <laughs> I didn't see that. And I'm like, oh, so you're a scam caller. And he's like, sorry, what? I'm like, oh, like I typed in that into Google and you're obviously a scam caller. That's interesting. And he's like, well, sir, did I ask you for any uh, money or anything like that? I'm like, no, but like, you know, obviously you're a scam caller. You just call, you know, you don't You're know. just telling him this straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having a chat. Oh, the scammer was getting God. defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and he's like, no, sir. Like, you know, I'm just trying to help you and stuff like that. And he wasn't getting aggressive, which yeah. a lot of times scam callers do. That's the main so thing. So I was like, let's, yeah. you know, let's see what it goes on. I'm like, so what's the name of the person who owns the account? And he's like, oh, the name? And he's like, yeah, what's the name of the person <laughs> who owns the account? And he's like, ah, uh, okay. And he starts searching my number and he's like, oh, so it's an Optus number. And I said, yeah, yeah, it's an Optus number. It's not, it's an amazing number. Uh, uses the Optus yeah, infrastructure. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. let's see what he does here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, your number's not coming up. And I'm like, really? That's so weird. And then I start saying this. I literally start talking to him on an empathetic level. I'm like, mate, look, I know COVID's, you know, getting people down and stuff like oh, that. Everyone's having a hard God. time, but <laughs> you don't have to go around scamming people. Yeah, Surely you can yeah. get a different job elsewhere. And he's like, hangs up the phone. <laughs> And then oh. I start calling him back. So I'm like, no, you I want to fucking have back. a chat. Yeah, I want to talk to this cunt, right? Sheesh. I later on get a call from the same number. I, I got a different scam call, like one of the ones that try and record your voice print. So, you know, you call up, you say, hi, my name's James. And then it just hangs up. Like from a completely different number later on. But then I get a call back from that same number and I call. And because I've had two scam calls in a day, I'm not saying the first word. And it pauses for a second. And then an old Australian woman's like, hello? I'm like, yeah, hello, who's this? And it's like, I got two missed calls from your number. And I realized- They're just taking random cuts They've numbers. hijacked people's numbers to call from it because it came as a mobile number. Like what a did you tell Australian. her? I just told her like, oh yeah, I got scam called from someone. So I guess they fucking hijacked your number. And she's like, oh shit. So I guess we're both getting messed around and we're going to lose all our money. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Right, it was fucking hilarious, man. Dude, what do you guys do when when you get a scam call? Okay, if you get a call from an unknown number, what, like, what's, your, what's your first reaction? Don't answer. What really? I, I've scanned my calls. Really? I mean, so, so how do you do it when, okay, so say someone calls you and then says like, hey, is this, is this Christopher? Well, I use my mobile for work. So, all right. So I do actually pick up if yep. it looks like a legit number from someone that I work with. So yep. I will pick up. But if it's not immediately legit, in my opinion, then I just hang up. Are you? A I haven't got time to entertain scanners. I know for a fact that me and Baz have very similar personalities. We're like, let's see where this goes. Yeah, let's have a bit of fun. I that does sound fun. Bro, and this is this is the funny thing. So I get a call today while I'm on the bus, and it's like, uh, hello, is it? I'm not, I was going to do the accent. Hello, <laughs> is this Basil? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is Basil. How can I help? And he's just like, ah. Oh. And then this is how you know it's a scam call. My name is whatever his name is. I'm calling from, and then he says he's, he's a weird business name that you've never heard of. Yeah. That's how you know it's a scam call. Or a sales call. And then you go, okay, yeah, yeah. So how can, how can I help you? And then he's like, oh yeah. So I'm calling in regards to your Amazon package coming today. I'm like, oh, what, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just letting you know that the driver's out front right now. And I was like, wait, 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 holy shit. So, cause I was, I was out of, I was out of a home at that stage. So I was like, instantly I was like, holy fuck. We actually fuck, did have was, Amazon packages. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was not a scam call. I don't know why this guy is running it. Like he's talking to me like it's a sales call. Like he, like he was trying to get, like just have a chat with pitch me. Pitch to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, why didn't you just tell me that from the beginning that it's like, I'm sure a lot of the time people just got not interested and hang up. It'd be so <laughs> funny if like Baz, when Baz said like, oh, they called from a weird business. He's like, yeah, no, they said like, oh, I'm from Australia Post or something. Like what kind of fucking business is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Nah, nah, but I was shocked. I was like, holy fuck. Like I could have, I think the average person would have instantly said not interested and hung up. 
Fingers fucking crossed that everyone can hear this audio difference, baby. Yeah. We just got a new setup. I'm sure a lot of you saw in the Instagram. We've got some roadcasters. We've got the road, uh, road Procaster. Road. Everything. Road, road everything, bro. Oh, you two are so excited. If you guys Yo. don't know what Road is, it's an Australian brand. Is it I Australian? Dude, look at the mic. It says made in Australia on the bottom. Oh my God. I'm so happy now. Yeah, yeah. So it's an Australian brand, but it's known to be like the top of the top for audio. It's fucking fantastic. It is, dog. yeah. So I really hope that you guys can Shout out to Road, dog. I mean, I know they don't need the shout out, but we yeah, will shout the them out. Future sponsor. We will shout them out on the Rode Procaster and the Roadcaster Pro. Dude. It's funny how they've just changed the pros between the Rode Procaster, which is the mics, and the Roadcaster Pro, which is the fucking uh, mixer. It's clear that they've <laughs> made it so that it sounds like as much, so that they've you know pitched the fucking They're trying to link company them together. name yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as they can and link 100%. it to podcasting and all that shit. Fuck. What do you guys think about, about the, the Rona vaccines? Oh, That's a fucking- I've had mine. You've had one. I've had, yeah, I've had my first one. How, how was, so he had AZ? Yeah. The controversial one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yo, fuck that. What were your, what were your side effects? Um, I was a bit fatigued and I had a headache and I was Genital a little warts. bit unwell, but it wasn't anything. Genital warts. Genital <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a small price to pay. <laughs> it actually makes it bigger yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, after the blood clot, especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it actually trapped fucking blood down there. I used to be a grower, now I'm a shower. Fucking <laughs> fantastic. Oh, but, but, yeah, so how were the side effects? Was it, was it rough or what? It wasn't bad, but I just spoke to my colleague today who had it this week and she was sick as a dog. She was in bed for like a day and a half, very, very unwell. So I think I escaped relatively unscathed. Do you guys think you're uh, quote unquote tough? when it comes to illnesses and stuff, or are you like, yeah. cause you hear those people who like get, you know, I'm not trying to belittle anyone's pain and stuff like that. Everyone <laughs> just feels pain differently. And so a pinch to us that doesn't hurt might fucking kill someone else. And you know that like, it's just as valid a fucking reaction. But like, do you ever see someone who gets sick from something? You're like fucking grow up kind of like. Well, it depends on the situation. You've got a runny nose and you're talking about you can't go outside. Are they being opportunistic or not? Yeah. <sighs> I think there's two questions there. The first question is, What's your pain tolerance? The second one is, do you get sick easily? Because for the for like in terms of getting sick easily, apart from runny nose, which I have year round, yeah, I very rarely get sick. But when I do get sick, I'm such a little bitch. I literally yeah. just want to sit in bed. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, don't fucking touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't anything. I just want to relax and get over this shit because it's so uncommon. Yeah, I think uh, I so I had a glandular fever when I was uh, eighteen. Yep, and some reason. I don't know what happened, but I'm very like prone to tonsillitis. Yeah. So I get tonsillitis. Oh, that's, mad t- that's quick. bad. It sucks. Did you get it removed? I, yeah, but the, it's fucking holy shit. Apparently, like if you get them removed, that's the first uh, defense between your body and your lungs. So if you get your tonsils removed, then suddenly you're risking uh, lung infections before the tonsils. And I'm like, fuck me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have tonsils infected and fucking hate my life for a few days than that. Yeah. But I've noticed that the issue is, um, oh, there's like a famous uh, antibiotics that they always just give me and it fucking just doesn't work on me anymore. I mean, it does, but it just takes longer and it sucks as a result. Uh, amoxicillin. Fucking hate that shit, dog. Never heard of it. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I'm very familiar with it now. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll have it like fucking eight times a year or some shit Jeez, like that. That's but aside from that, I fucking very rarely get sick. I walk out in like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, cold doesn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what was oh, actually funny? Nah, this fucking funny. made me laugh so hard. The mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so insensitive. But the other day I was walking home and there was like quite a bit of a wind and yeah. I was feeling a bit cold and I was like, oh, this sucks. And then I realized like 
oh, homeless people have to deal with that all the time. Yeah. There's no like, oh, I'll be home in five minutes, so it's all right. <laughs> They've got to be like, I guess it's just cold now. Oh. I'll get some fucking cardboard bins and try and build a fucking wind barrier or something like, like that. I think know? they acclimatize to their situation. I don't think they feel it the same way that we feel. You fucking True. hope so, eh? Yeah. True. I mean, that's fucking homelessness is a sad thing. Because it's like, what do you do if you're just suddenly dropped on the street? You have no family. Your bank account doesn't match nothing. You don't have degrees. You don't have anything. You're just on the street. I, this is an actual question. What would you do? I feel like there's too much infrastructure that anyone who's not high on drugs and can't think clearly can access. Like You would think in Australia, the, the opportunities exist for you to sort of get 100%. up. 100%. No, it's a genuine question. But you would hope so, do do? but I don't know. Like, day, Okay, you have $20 in your pocket. What do you do? Go to a homeless shelter, try and secure a bed for the night. Wait, wait, uh, which homeless shelter? There's shelter. plenty of homeless shelters. Which one? Go to a library, get a library card, get access to the computers, use a free Wi-Fi, find where the homeless shelters are. It's not a difficult just, I problem. Would just, I would just ask a random person, can you just Google where the nearest homeless shelter is? Yeah, I know, and then they'll look ask. at you and be like, no, sorry, I have no money. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I'll keep asking. But does the homeless shelter provide you with... Oh, like, do they help you get back on your feet or is it literally just a place to stay? Even if it's place just a stay. place to stay so you're like out of harm's way, you know what I'm saying? But don't they have like counsellors and, and other people that I'm can help sure you get do. on to like not tonight. job? Hmm? Tonight. What are you going to do tonight? How are you going to secure your next meal? How are you going to secure go tomorrow? To How are you going to secure next week? Go to a homeless shelter. I mean like, wouldn't you go to like a train station and, and sleep on a bench or... That's what I'm saying. Like in Australia, there are, I understand in different uh, areas of the world, there's different levels of homelessness. Even in uh, Australia, like the CBD, the homeless population is much more docile than a lot of times in- uh, What some does of docile the, mean? Like uh, calm. Okay. They're not very like dangerous. Yeah, because they're on fucking heroin. They're on, yeah. They're on heroin. Yeah, Most but even still, there's enough people there- It's that the meth heads that fucking, that's the issue. Yeah. But also you got to think like, if we suddenly took, so there was this whole argument that ScoMo was trying to put, not ScoMo, um, who was the last guy? Turnbull. Yeah. I think he was trying to put it in, which was you have to piss clean in order to get uh, the doll. The doll is like uh, government checks. It's welfare. Exactly, yeah. welfare. Well, that's, um, there's a lot of issues when you do that. Well, exactly. So he was proposing this and one of the issues I heard, it was actually by uh, a guy, Friendly Geordies, who's like a YouTuber guy, but he's yeah. like more kind of left-wing uh, person. But it was actually quite an interesting point. Like, we have a very, very fucking safe city in Sydney. You walk around, I'm not going to talk for, from a woman's perspective. I understand that there's like different risks and shit you yeah, face. Yeah. But as a bloke, as you know, as a bloke, I can walk around at 5 a.m. I can walk around at fucking 10 a.m. Like I can walk around from fucking midnight to the morning and be very fucking safe. Yep. Like you have to go to specific areas for there to be dodgy shit. And you also just have to run into the wrong crowd. Like Sydney as a whole is very safe compared to most capital cities throughout, uh, throughout the fucking world. What would you know what pretend saying? Sydney is a capital city? <laughs> Okay, oh, it's, the real, it's the real capital. It's the real capital city, mate. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. You know what I'm and saying? also, Sydney has a relatively moderate climate. So, what happens if you're homeless in North America or even Russia, Wonder, even? Yeah. Where oh, if you're Russia, outside so. for an hour, you're dead. Like you'll freeze to death oh, yeah, very yeah, quickly. Yeah. What, what happens do? then? That's fucked. Man. You think about Toronto in the winter when, it, when it's like minus forty degrees? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking outrageous. This actually takes us to another. Toronto is one of the lowest fucking points of Canada as well. In Toronto, yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, in, it's in Ontario, and so it's like quite quite low down. Imagine if yeah. you're in the fucking northern areas. I will say better to be homeless in Canada than fucking Russia. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. take Canada any fucking day. Probably get fucking euthanized in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, this actually takes me to something that you and I, Chris, were discussing today. Yeah, which is street smarts versus book smarts. Yeah, what do you, what do you reckon is more important? Say say you had 
20 points. You know, it's like a game. You had 20 points. And you could you could dedicate it. You could put 20 points into book smart to be the smartest academic. And just everything, you just read it, you understand it immediately. It depends or you if could you have like, You can't have one or the other. It yeah, depends where, if you, where do you allocate your points? It depends if you like low risk, medium reward, or if you like high risk, fucking very high reward. Explain. So if you're doing book smarts, there's channels for you to succeed. You know what I mean? You do really well. You become a specialist. You fucking work for a bank or an engineering company or an accountant fucking firm, whatever. Still need to have some street smarts, I think, if you work in, work in the private sector. Interview. No but, grades is not enough. no, but as a specialist, it doesn't matter. You could be an autistic fucking uh, kid who doesn't speak the language. And as long as you're a gun accountant, you can get a job as a specialist where they put you in a corner. And, or like you think like actuarial it still studies. Be hard, bro. You still get an AC interview. Potentially. But if you've got HD, uh, I, I've never heard of someone who gets HD grades in economics and struggle to get a job. I've, I've seen a lot of them. You haven't seen a lot of them because you haven't I, seen well, a lot of people get HDs as an average. Yeah, yeah, but still they, they'll do well, but they won't get a, like a good job. They'll just get a, like, they'll get an average job. And the reason why is because they're not good at interviewing. I mean, no, I no, and I've seen more of the opposite. I've seen a lot more people who get bad grades, but have killer interpersonal skills, get really prestigious jobs. I know. Yeah, yeah I agree. But you've got to think like in terms of averages, like you have to, you have to have the right person to, sp- to speak to you. I, I had a, I had two interviews recently, right? But very similar industries. One interview was in person, so that definitely helped. And I was able to fucking be very charismatic. I was able to talk to them. It was really great. And then the fucking next interview, it was over Zoom. And I was talking to people who were just less receptive to that kind of uh, speak. Yep. They're much more serious people. And suddenly things went uh, like worse. Not bad, but you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't as good. Because you can't connect with people. Exactly. As you, well. It's hard to connect with people who don't want to be connected with. Yeah. You have to like put in more effort. And so my Absolutely. point is that like, if you have straight book smarts, you have a clear asset. You've got a piece of paper which shows how good you are. Yeah, Whereas if you have street yeah. smarts, you don't have any piece of paper showing that you've got this skill. It's up to you to prove it every time, which is why I think like you have the chance of high reward, but there's definitely high risk associated because you could get unlucky and just have that one person who doesn't like the fucking charismatic dude. You know what I mean, he just finds it like annoying or something like that. Maybe he doesn't resonate with it. I personally much more fuck with the fucking the, the street smart shit. So what, what, do you, what do you, how do you allocate your 20 points? Maybe 15 straight smart five. Ah, but you don't want to be a dummy. This is the thing. Maybe 50-50. That's a boring I would answer. say 10 to 10, yeah. It's just, it's boring answer, but it's probably the best But answer. the thing is, either way, you're always going to be an average. It'll always average out to you being average because you're given the sum of two parts. Yeah, but it does, it does help you in the fact that you can use your charismatic to get the better jobs. Well, what, what ratio do you pick? I think 50-50 is probably the smartest option in that. I'll go 12-8. 12, 12 street smart. Maybe yeah. I think oh, I, okay. I think that it's more important that, and it also depends on the industry, very much. Yeah, I 100%. honestly think getting a new job to, uh, relies a lot on book smarts and shit, but up increasing within your job relies a lot on. When you're getting getting your foot in the door, requires the grades. And yeah, the, exactly. They're yeah. looking more at that. But once you're in the company, like I, I worked for a company, I interned at the company, and there were these guys who'd been around forever. Yeah, right. They, you know, they'd been in the industry and. They, you know, they were higher ups or whatever, but just out of grace of them being there for fucking ever. And there were some guys who were 30. There was a group of like five of them and they were hung out with each other. And they're really fucking interesting lads. And they were Is maybe- Is this the energy company? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. So they were, they were 30, uh, 30 years old, I think roughly. Yep. And all of them had really unique, but like interesting personalities. And one of them in particular, he worked in the area I was. And 
in meetings, he commanded more respect than some of the fucking operating managers just because of the way he was able to present himself and his ideas. Yeah, I've seen that. And I've he was de- he was definitely a smart guy, no doubt about that at all. But the way he could fucking wrap his ideas in fucking a, a bow and string, it's like there's not even a chance you would think it was a dumb idea because of how he's presented it and his confidence in his what he's presented. And I think like he's the kind of guy who's going to rise up a company like that. Yep. And he might still be able to go over to the next thing. But I think maybe if we're talking about just straight out of university, I think book smarts definitely matter because if you're really lovely, but you don't know what you're talking about, it can and get And you're harder. also not going to be put in front of clients when you're fresh out of uni. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. client management and client retention are super important. And that's where the soft skills come in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think in your, in your early life, like probably until you're probably 30, mid thirties, book smarts matter a lot. Because you yeah, need to yeah. constantly prove yourself, and you need to prove yourself with results. And like, it's because we're not going to take, we're not going to listen to a kid. We want to have see the results. We want to see how did, well did he do in uni? How well did he do in high school? But then, at a certain level, they're not going to look at your high school grades. They're not going to like. They're not going to look at your primary school grades. That's what's going to feel like when you're 35 years old looking at your uni grades. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, I don't know. The caveat is someone like uh, in the the show Suits, Harvey Specter. Yep. He obviously has heaps of straight smarts. He yep. knows how to beat the person, but he also does know the law. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously ideal, it's a fictional character. You're a, t- you're a 20 out of 20 in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, and I don't necessarily think it's one where you have to choose one or the other. Like maybe you can't reach the most elite Einstein level of fucking science unless you're just fully devoted to just learning. Do you guys reckon you could develop street smarts? I think you can 100%. learn. 100%. Yeah. Do you think you can develop book smarts? Yeah. Yeah. You reckon? I think people do have, I, I don't think, I, I think the way IQ is tested is, uh, is poor. How is you, it tested? Well, through like IQ, uh, tests. IQ tests, like uh, uh, what the fuck are they called? The so, uh, or psychometrics? Or yeah, or? psychometric tests, that kind of stuff. I think the reason why is because you can get better at solving puzzles, but the idea of IQ is meant to be that it's just your ability to learn. It's not meant to be something that incre- uh, can increase over time. But a lot of times people will do so many psychometric tests through fucking applying that they'll end up getting a 140 or something like that and get put in the top 0.5% or whatever. And it's like, well, are yeah. they that? Or have they just done fucking 50 of these tests and, and, and just got better? And then of course, they, they're making the, the exams more difficult because people are more doing them. So that the person that has that high IQ, even though he's doing it for the first time, he's getting a way lower score because they've had to make it so much harder because people are just scoring really well because they're applying for a hundred jobs and 70 yeah. of them require psychometrics. But so like, I don't, I don't believe in how it's tested and I don't know how you could test it in like a fair manner. And it, maybe it's the best method we have available to us. But I do somewhat believe in the fact that there is such, such thing as an IQ. There is like a, a level you can learn at. Because I've spoken to people who, especially in the degree I'm in, I've spoken to people who can learn things so fast. The way they consume knowledge is like outrageous. Yeah. And then I've met people who just struggle forever and they just never get through it you know and it can be you can be really good at consuming knowledge in a specific region and not in another region and i guess maybe that like uh impacts things with iq tests as well maybe you can consume literature like nothing else but when it comes to mathematical puzzles or you know what i mean like the ones where you have to choose the next sequence it just it baffles you yeah yeah, i definitely think you can increase your book smarts you can increase your knowledge you you increase your street smarts 100 percent. yeah yeah How how would you go about doing that you have to you have to act in well, the It's like I'm a skill that you can learn and develop just like any other skill. So, so do you know you do you know you have do you, do you know do how you do have to do it? Yeah. You have to go out to clubs. You have to go out to yeah. pubs. You have to yeah. deal with different people on every night. Every Friday night you're dealing with a different person. Maybe you run into a fucking dude who 
wants to fight your mate and your first reaction is I'm going to punch his head in because before he gets <laughs> my mate so yeah. that nothing goes. But guess what? You get chucked in jail that way. That's not really yeah. smart. Yeah. Then you fucking figure out a way like, all right, how can I uh, dissolve this tension? You know, maybe I jump on my mate's side because we've already got two people. Now there's three. Is this guy going to try th- fight three against one? Maybe not. But guess what? Maybe he goes to the bathroom by himself. He sees you fucking bottles you in the head because you're by yourself. That's also not as smart. And then you, you know what I mean? Like you get put in new situations each week and you know, you deal with bouncers, you deal with people who might not like you and you sway them over to like, fucking hate bouncers. No one likes bouncers, bro. Fucking no. But when they like you, you love them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's why when it pays to be a fucking Islander in Australia, (laughs) (laughs) What, what are your thoughts about living your life? Like as a game quest. Game quest. Yeah. Like like living your life with objectives. So you say, I'm gonna I wanna achieve this skill. So you say I wanna achieve a bit more uh, street smart. So I'm gonna go down to the club and I'm gonna try to build rapport with seven people and like you know, guy or girl, whatever. And like I'm gonna live my life like it's a game quest. And I'm gonna I'm gonna Amazing. Uh, I, I'm very big on gamification. I think it's very a very valuable tool in terms of learning. Like uh even like that fucking app Duolingo. I downloaded it two days ago. They've got little fucking What's things. What's it called? Uh, Duolingo. It's like a language learning app. Oh, right? shit. And so just the way they've done it, it's very primitive. You know, you're probably not going to speak fluent languages still learning this way, but the gamification keeps you, you coming have, back. You in Chinese. No. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of what <laughs> I mean. Tao ni ma. Anyway, um, I think gamification is useful. I, the only thing I don't like is, uh, and that's just this is just me personally, I, I feel like I've got the social skills enough that I don't like, I'm not pressed that, you know, I'm not the person who's like afraid of talking to people. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, I'm cool in that regard. But when I read books like How to Win Friends and Influence People, it just seems very like cold and scientific to me. Yeah. And I don't like the manipulation that comes with that because oh, you're- do you not? No, I, cause, and I, I respect the value of like being able to be manipulative. But if I'm living my life, yeah. I don't want to live my life thinking like, all right, how can I make this person like me like this? That's such an ugly word. It's just how you interact with people. What do you mean? What's, what's the ugly word? Manipulation. Manipulation Which, is just wh- interacting and getting, uh, I, I don't know what the equivalent word is, like a nicer word, but. It's because there isn't one. <laughs> so it's straight <laughs> manipulation. It's a vilified word. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's how you interact with people. It's, it, people manipulate everyone. Everyone manipulates everyone. It's part of life. Do you like the idea of gamifying your life? I mean, I don't know about the gamifying aspect, but living your life to achieve certain goals in a certain time period, I'm yeah. very much in favor of that. Shit. So, so are you the type of person that sets goals for everything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they say like, it gives I, you drive and it gives you purpose. And I wonder what makes people do that. Cause you definitely have people, I'm not going to lie, such as myself, like if you're in a club and if your objective is to go home with a girl, I will literally say to myself, I'm going to have 10 good conversations with a girl. I'm going to have five good conversations with a girl and I'm not really? going to leave until then. And then sometimes I'll have those five conversations and not pull and then be like, okay, well, at least I tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you look yeah at there's the satisfaction average. and at least you gave it a shot. Yeah, at least I gave it a good shot. In a less fun way, I was, uh, when I was playing basketball last year, I would, uh, there would be times where I'd go in like cold streaks where I'm just not hitting my shot and it then psychs you out from shooting and essentially if you can't, like I can shoot like fairly decently, at least for like someone who's playing fucking men's league basketball, you know what I'm saying? Not like professional shit, obviously. But um, I would say to myself, all right, what you're going to do is you're going to shoot six threes. If you don't make them, that's fine, but you're going to get your threes. And what you start realizing is you might miss your fucking first three, but then you hit your last three and suddenly you're shooting 50%. Jeez, and you've really? convinced yourself in that, like you, if you miss three in a row, 
you might convince yourself, okay, I can't shoot today, which then limits your ability on the offense, which then helps them on the defense, which then makes you lose. You know what I'm oh, saying? So, oh, so you play, oh, you count the no's. Is that what you do? Or you count the attempts? No, I counted the attempts. Okay, because a lot of people like counting the no's. How it's, do you a, it's a huge thing in sales. People say, I'm going to get 10 no's today. Really? Yeah. So it, for ten, every 10 no's, you might get one yes. Or exactly. Yeah. So you say, I'm going to call, like you say, say you're in sales, you say, I'm going to call 25 people, maybe 10 people will answer. I'm going to stop like my work day when I get 10 no's. When That's, 10 people tell me no, you'll realize that you actually get three yeses and you n- might not ever get to, ten, to, to that 10. That's you, probably a healthier mindset than counting yeses. Because yeses, yeah. you might say like, I'm going to get one yesterday and then you just get the bad 10. Yeah. And you have to go to 15 and then 20 and then you feel shit about yourself. But if you just say, I'm going to get 10 and know that the, uh, like 10 no's and you're striving for that, yeah. then you get the win and you're like, oh fuck, I got to call another person. All right, fine. Let's find this number. You know what I'm saying? And like you ironically fo- focusing on the negative helps you feel more positive. Yeah. Because exactly, you know that yeah. like, you know that it's like it a is, win. It's a, it's a win because you're getting closer. It's like at the end, it's all statistics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I talk to 100 people, 10 will eventually uh, say yes. Maybe it won't be in the first 50. Maybe they'll all be in the last fucking 10. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I know that when I speak to 10, 100 people, I'm going to get that. Yeah. So let's just count these fucking no's until Did I you, get the yes. I want to know your thoughts, Chris. On What's your thoughts on clubbing? Clubbing? Yeah. Um, I mean, like... Do you like it? I'm a little bit old for Did clubbing. Did you like it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't... It wasn't always my favorite night out. But on occasion, yeah, it's really fun. What? Okay, so were you were you still in the clubbing when you were in London? Um, not as much, but but yeah. What was bit. what was your best clubbing experience while you were in London? I bet you hear one in sidebar. No, London, actually, London. do you do you know what? I actually had the best fun. Yeah. At Tiger Tiger, What's which Tiger is Tiger? a notoriously trashy nightclub in central London. Oh, really? Trashy yeah. clubs are always the best though. That's the thing. You like, just have to take them for what they are. Don't exactly. expect a fancy night. It's like there used to be there used to be a place in uh, Sydney called Bar Century. Yeah. And it was known for sticky floors. It was, no, it's Century Bar now, bro. It's yeah. trash. <laughs> it was known for like having sticky floors. You know what I mean? Like your feet would stick on the fucking thing and you wouldn't be able to move them. You'd <laughs> but like, that's authentic. Stuck. Exactly. You go, we used to go there. It's crazy we did this at 18 and then we started pre-drinking at people's houses afterwards. But like you'd go there for pre-drinks because they have $5 fucking vodkas and stuff like that. So you'd go there and drink. I remember one time, it was fucking fantastic. They, um, they had- uh, you know, they're just playing music and Bohemian Rhapsody came on. Yeah. And my whole table was singing. The whole bar was singing it. It's a good like, vibe. Bro. all arm in arm. And our mate Aaron, who was on the fucking last podcast, <laughs> did not know the fucking words at all. And so he was just sat there with his dick in his hand. And then the next day, he memorized the whole bro, song. There was a time like fucking six months later, we were at a club and it was on and he knew all the words. And I'm yeah. like, this fucking guy went and like researched this shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, well th- this is a funny story I wanted to bring up. And if you don't want to, do you want to go into the story? The sidebar one? Without no, by all means, by yeah, all means. Yeah, so, so um, Chris moves into my old place because we had like, it was a four bedder. So yeah. the housemates were changing all the time. So Chris moves in. Probably you on liked all bed. the housemates, right? Oh, except for one. Anyway, so <laughs> that's the reason why we moved out, bro. One yeah. bad housemate can fucking make all the difference. I mean, yeah, that's not the only reason, but she was definitely a contributor. Amongst reasons, yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So Let's be real. That was the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever yeah. I came over to you guys' house, that was the thing that was It was the about. pushing it's reason. It's like, that fucking bitch. Yeah, dude, this guy, man. Fuck her. Anyway, so we moved <laughs> in Shout on Monday. Shout out to Monday. you, insert name here. <laughs> we moved in on a Monday. On that Friday, I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm going to go with a couple of mates to... to to this bar down the road. How about we go there together? And he's like, nah, nah, I don't go. I'm like, nah, I insist, bro. Come on. It'll be good for like for us to get to know each other a bit more. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I was like not in the mood. I was tired. I had a bad day at work. I wasn't fully unpacked. 
Just yeah. not just well, not up for it at all. Because well, and then your initial action was no. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, the, the opens offer. Just text me, text me if you change your mind. The opens offer. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> the offer's open. Let me know if you, if you change your mind. What changed your mind? Well, okay, there's a little bit of FOMO there. Like yeah. Baz is out having fun and I'm in my room looking at coat hangers and unpacking. That's not very fun. Okay. But the thing is, I also, because before sidebar, you're yeah. in another bar, like a, a much nicer, yeah, yeah. classier establishment. bar yeah. establishment. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't go to establishment because all my shirts are in my suitcase all crumpled and I don't have an iron, oh, so I can't go. Fuck. But I opened my, like, for some reason, opened my whatever it was and I had one crisp white shirt, just one. You I was like, lost one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling that out. <laughs> yeah. we gotta, we got to mention Switzerland in this episode. Okay. That can't go undone. But Switzerland? I know what you're talking about. Keep going, keep going, keep going. We'll we'll talk about it after. Um, after. But I thought this must be a sign. I've got one crisp white shirt. That's a sign. I've got to go. I've got to go. So I I think I text you to say, how bad is the queue? And you came back to me. There's no queue. I was like, well, it's literally down the road. Come on. I'll just go for an hour. have a few drinks. Check it out. Yeah. What Um, ends up happening that night? So we, we go to establishment. And uh, I think for the first hour and a half, you probably had the worst night ever. No, you were done. There was this annoying chick next to us, and I mean, I was having like, that a great was funny. Time. I was playing along with it. Yeah, it was great. She was letting me touch her tits. It was fucking. It was the best night ever. Wait, wait, what wait, an wait. attitude. Wait, 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 wait. Was this chick Thai? No, <laughs> she was white. It wasn't seven. It wasn't Seven Eleven. She wasn't. No, Seven <laughs> Eleven. What's her name again? Nine Limited. There we go. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nine Limited, baby. Seven Eleven. No, uh, Nine Limited is a, is a notorious lady boy in Sydney, by the way. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, she comes up later that night, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I thought anyway, that was this night. So we're in sidebar, fucking talk to this chicken, and she's letting me touch her tits. And like, she, I don't know why, but for some reason, she's just fucking giving hella fucking fire to Chris for she no She was like, reason. oh, you look really corporate. You must be boring. You're really <laughs> boring. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nice to meet you. You know what's funny? I know this about Basil, and it's one of the things that we resonate in our friendship about. He would have fucking loved that. Oh yeah, Baz would have been sat there fucking having such a fun time. Like he's got a hand on a tit, like saying, "Yeah, Chris, you are boring, aren't you, cunt?" Uh, and I was but the to- attitude of this woman who was like well past her cell date, like right. <laughs> the attitude- she was spoiled milk, fucking hell. Yeah. I was like, who do you think you are to speak to anyone like this? Look at yourself. Lol. Anyway, anyway. So, um, and yeah. I, and I was really happy because I was- It's I funny how before when Basil brought this up, I was imagining like a fit 20 year old chick with like nice perky tits. And now I'm imagining- In his this, dreams. This Come 80 on. year old fucking like yeah. hag no, smoking get, a cigarette. Get, uh, she was um probably in her 30s. Um, 30s? She was in almost 50. She was in her 30s. <laughs> she was in her 30s. The issue is, is that she was a little bit on the chubby side, which led to her having fucking huge tits. Which is why yeah. I asked in the first place if I could have a cup of fuel. But optimistic. The reason, the reason why I was so sorry. Pumped. Anyway, I was so. You pumped just that said night. no. She had massive tits. Of course, I asked her. Yeah. What you guys gonna do that? You no, walking no. down the street okay, with triple well, E's and you explain. fucking walk up and have a grab. Oh, sorry, miss. I just wanted to talk to you. For a second. Oh, how are you going? Oh, what's your name? Oh, Emily. That's lovely. Anyway, I just couldn't help but notice your fucking ample <laughs> bosom. Would you mind if I fucking have a little squeeze here? <laughs> she said yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so the reason why I was so hyped and I was like okay with asking was because I was reading a sales book that that like week, and I was like, okay, well, I can't just fucking read it and not try it. And I learned this technique, which is called ask um, for a feel. No, <laughs> it's not ask for a feel, but it's assume that they're not okay with it, with the way you ask. So instead of me asking, could I squeeze your tits? I said, would it be crazy if I grabbed your tits? I'm not even joking. I said that, would it, would it be crazy? And she was like, no, go ahead. 
And, and oh, that was the first shock that said, okay, well, fucking there you go. You know, the way you phrase things can change the, the way it sounds. Hear that, kids? The way you phrase some, a question can be the difference between sexual gratification and sexual harassment. <laughs> you heard it first. The battle anyway, exclusive. Move it on from this chick. So we, we go down the sidebar because the establishment was a little bit boring. Well, okay. Anyway, so we get there and we're like, and, and this one has got a huge line, and we're fucking we're not getting into the line. So fucking we finesse. We had a chat with the with the manager. And he Just to give context, sidebar is like a it's a massive. It's like a student. student. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bit. It's, it's a bit on the trashy. It's side. a backpacker bar, really. For sure, it's yeah. definitely on the trashy. It's side. like mainly international students and yeah. some students. From You're not Sydney going there to the show off your Hugo Boss shirt, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah for we're sure. going there for a good time. Anyway, we finesse our way in the line. Everyone's like, "Fuck it!" Like, don't don't worry about it. Let's just keep it. Anyway, we somehow get in after like maybe thirty minutes or forty minutes of waiting, and then we get in and it's fucking good vibes and we're chatting to people and something. It's awesome. And guess who Chris meets? His girlfriend of now seven months. Really? Yep. That night. Oh, you didn't know that? I thought you met her on like Tinder or something. No. No, what? That night. Oh, you said that. When he Good was, heavens. That Good night Lord, when he was no. so keen not to come and then he got this sign that there was a perfectly unwrinkled Hugo Boss shirt there waiting. That whole night, I was thinking about this, that, that whole night was something was going on because every step of the way, something blocked me and something else happened to like what? progress like what? the night. Give us examples. Um... Okay, well, the fact that she rejected me several times and I still persevered and went back and... That's true, bro. That, which is not Chris, that characteristic. Chris spoke, to, Chris spoke to Basil and he's like, oh no, say this. And he's like, would it be crazy if I dated you? And she's like, oh, <laughs> you'd be fine. Come in. Well, that did not happen, by well, the this, way. This, oh, this is the weird thing because this guy, so we were with um, we were with two other people. One of them is called Dan. Dan fucking earns a shit ton of money, like close to fucking 200K. Jeez. And um, he, he, he was talking to her first and then she was like, no, I'm not interested at all. Not interested. And this guy's like fucking 6'3". Like he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he turns him down. I then go talk to her. <laughs> I get turned down as well. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, dude, this chick's hard to get. So I just, I'm talking to other like students and shit, like girls that are relatively Other 50 year olds. <laughs> 15 year olds. No. <laughs> I, I said 50. You went to 15, fucking Bill Cosby. Yeah, because it's a student bar. Anyway. And then, and then I'm seeing Chris talking to her. I'm like, oh, it's fucking good luck, bro. <laughs> Next fucking minute they're dating and like they're getting serious. Jeez. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awkward. Cause I was like, fucking talk to her at first. What, what are your night? thoughts in hindsight of that night? Well, I mean, Glad that you just met. an extraordinary night. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Something came over me. Two weeks later. So Baz texted me on that night, like, bro, come out. And I'm like, I got work the next time. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. I can't be asked. Then... Two weeks later, he's like, yo, we got to go to sidebar. He walks up. He knows this, like, uh, the one Arab fucking doorman. He's like, ah, fucking. Sam. Sam. Really? Yeah, Sam. I was about to say an Arabic he, name. I was about Indian. to say, ah, oh, Mustafa. But no, yeah, no, he's Sam. half Indian. Yeah. <laughs> Is he actually? Yeah. Oh. Half Indian, half, like, some other. He's a really, really interesting combo. Half Indian, I think, like, half Vietnamese or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we had a good chat. Damn, try to get, him, get us in. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he we like skipped the line. I'm like, oh shit, Baz got some great credit around here. It's kind of cool. You know, fucking plus five respect. Cheers, then cheers. we get inside and he's trying to play it off like it's a cool night. <laughs> and we're sat in here completely sober. There was no there's, fucking there's two pre-drinks. Two and no one else. We're also, it's like full lockdown rules, but there's not enough people that lockdown rules are kind of getting broken. Yeah. So it's like, you have to stay at your table. But obviously if there's, you know, 500 people in a small venue, staying at your table is kind of like a figure of speech. Like you yeah, can really yeah. migrate between tables without there being much of a difference. Here, you can fucking roll a bowling ball without any health uh, health issues at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's that like few people. And he's like kind of trying to like pretend like it's good. And I'm like, was this how it was like two weeks ago? And he's like, look, no, <laughs> but 
<laughs> and I'm like, bro, fucking this guy, man. Yeah, Basil's yeah. got the reputation in our group that I the thing believe- he's doing is the sickest thing of all time. So if he ever says to you, bro, it's busting, there's fucking 12 dimes, dog. They're just giving out blowjobs for free. I swear to God, bro, I've had three of them already. <laughs> you get there, there's fucking money. half a girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, there's half a girl, there's fucking three lady boys, and then there's 500 guys. And he's like, yeah, so it's crazy, right? And I'm like, this is fucking false advertising. I'm going to take you to ACCC, cunt. Bro. Like, that well, is classic Baz, though. Legit, dog. It's classic Baz. Well, this is the thing. I just remember now, this was during lockdown. Or not during lockdown, but this was when you weren't allowed to leave your table. Yeah, so there was no all, dance floors. All of this was happening while, like, literally security guards were walking around. Like, yeah. it's, like I don't know what game it is, but you you're not really allowed circulate. to- You couldn't really circulate. You had to be at a table. You had to be at a table. So you, we had to literally be like, oh, I remember I talked to to the security guard. I'm like, hey, man, can you go for a quick circle? I'm going to go talk to that. Is it right if I talk to that girl? Because he's like, he's like, yeah, of course. But I'm going to do a quick circle. Make sure you're sitting down by the time I fucking come back. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, literally just take a slow walk yeah, around. Street Bro, well, Some people wouldn't be able to say that to a person. They'd feel too intimidated by talking to the security guard. No, dude, that's the thing. The security guard is on your side, man. Bro, the second, the tip, if you are scared of getting into a fucking bar, don't walk up like holding your fucking, holding your wrist or anything like that. Don't stand really to attention. Just walk up, say, how's night been, mate? Yeah. And the second you start relating to them on their level, you're never getting kicked out. Yeah. I remember we have a mate called Ollie. Fucking shout out to Ollie. We'll have him on the podcast one time. Yeah. But it was like, uh, I remember I took him to his first club and it was just some shithole club in fucking Hornsby, which is like up north of Sydney. Old, old pub? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> old pub. And, um, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a fucking- You're going to get sued by one of these pubs one of these days. Right. Fuck old pub. I'd like to see them try with their fucking $2 budget. <laughs> I'm not going to lie though. Old Bob had some fucking fun nights, but it was fun, like we said, in like the complete trashy way. You're not expecting like good looking girls. You're expecting, like we had a pool tournament on a uh, pool table, which had like ripped felt or something like that. Oh, fuck. And it was like, we were playing for money and shit like that. Anyway, so I take him to Pontoon, which is like a bar in uh, Sydney Harbour, right? It's like a club out there. And uh, Baz was actually there that night. We had a a quite big group, like maybe five people with us, um, which- was this when we went with the girls from- Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. which for people don't know. When you have five people going clubbing at 23, that's a big group. It's awesome. (laughs) When you're 18, you might have a group of fucking 30 people. But (laughs) yeah, the herd gets thinned out as you get older. But when you're 18, you have 30 people that don't really want to be there. When you're 23, 30 people are awkward. Yeah, exactly. You're 23 people that want to be there. Are about that vibe. And have money and they can spend, you know- Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the thing was, he was still kind of like, not you, you know, he'd been around pubs, he'd been around all that kind of stuff, but like club politics is different. Like- Who was this? uh, This was was Ollie. Yeah, yeah. So like when a bounce is coming around, you don't be a dickhead. You don't make too much movements. Bounce is like T-Rexes, bro. The more movement you do, the more they can see you. You know what I'm saying? And they'll come fucking eat you, cunt. So we're in the smoking section, just fucking chilling. And he's like doing these wide ass fucking like hand movements and all this kind of shit. This was just me and him before you guys rocked up. And I'm like, hey, yo, just fucking chill. And he's like, he starts breaking out like the law, like, Yo, uh, legally they can't kick you out unless like this has been done. And I'm like, yeah, bro, what are you gonna do if fucking not how it works. man just grabs you and chucks you out? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna tell them to break the law. I'm like, bro, just, just stop, okay, That's please. That's the worst thing you could ever do. Now, I've got a rule. Yeah. The rule is mate sticks with mates unless the other mate was a dickhead. <laughs> now this is a fundamental rule because the reality is I'm going out to have a good time. Now, if some bullshit happens, if someone's trying to fuck with you and you know, you stand up for yourself, you get kicked out, we all get kicked out. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you start the fight, you're on your own, lad. I, I'm not yeah. ruining my night because yeah. you decided to be yeah. a dickhead. Or even if your mate's just not vibing. All right, let's go somewhere else. 
But if he's fucking arcing up to some security guard, he's just yeah, doing his job. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or if he's just being like an idiot, you know what I'm saying? Like he's just going crazy and stuff like that. And he's trying to like do silly shit that's going to get ki- uh, us kicked out at fucking 10 o'clock. And we're going to have to pay fucking entry somewhere else. Sorry, mate, you're on your own now. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a big boy, you can get home. Because especially when it's not just me and the person, if it's me and the person, not this hot go. But like we've got a big group. You can't just fucking uproot the big group's fucking plans because of this. Anyway. He, uh, he meets these guys from the Australian Defence Force. They're nice. like fresh out of the fucking thing and he's chatting with them and he's having a great time. He's fucking sourced up. He's really enjoying himself. Then at one point, I go to the toilet, come back with uh, another one of my mates and I see Oliver doing these fucking karate moves. Like Aww. He's like, yeah, first you fucking karate chop the arm, then you grab him, then you flip him, then you do this. Jesus. And Baz, being a dickhead, is just pretending like he doesn't understand. He's like, oh, can you show me again? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> and so Baz is just like- That's such me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baz is like, oh, can you do it again? And he does it. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, can you do it again? I'm like, Baz, shut the fuck up. Cunt. I'm like, Ollie, just chill, yeah? People yeah. are gonna kick you out. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's like, anyway. I'm just going to get a drink, come back. And so he goes away. I'm like, fucking Jesus, mate. They're like, relax, dog. And then I'm suddenly getting a call on Facebook Messenger. I look and I see it's him. And I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, you got kicked out. Hey. Now, this, this bar, it looks onto like the, the walkway near the water. And I turn around and see he's just on the other side of the barricade, fucking looking up at us, being like, oh, I, can't, I got kicked out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck happened, bro? What the fuck happened? You don't even need to ask, bro. Dog, I, really he's know. like, oh, I was just walking. And then suddenly the security guard grabbed me out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit, dickhead. You were fucking doing this karate yeah, shit. Yeah, fucking you know, don't, don't, don't Doing fucking, fucking Cirque du Soleil moves and shit. And fucking man chucks you out. You're like, good on him. Anyway, he gets kicked out. Um, we had a girl in our group. It was so fucking funny. You know, and yeah. you know her. And she's like, oh yeah, I think I can get him back in. Don't you yeah. worry. Girl. She's got like all this sass to her. You know? <laughs> she's one of the girls who thinks she's much hotter than she actually yeah. is. And like, you know, fucking <laughs> praise me to her. Like respect the confidence and all that kind of stuff. But it was just a bit funny because she has full confidence. Like, no, 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 I'll get him in. Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah. Goes up. Five minutes later, I couldn't get him in. Sorry. <laughs> then he's looking at us. And we at this point have a group of, I think, five, maybe six, who the fuck knows? We had quite a few people and he's like, oh yeah, so should we just go up the road? I'm like, no, mate, not going anywhere, lad. (laughs) Not going anywhere, lad, sorry, (laughs) mate. There's fucking six people here. You're gonna make, you're gonna cost us 30 bucks a head, bro. That's not gonna happen, mate. Yeah, fine. And and yeah, he had to to go. That's that's what happens, that's how it is. But it was literally just, it was literally just not knowing how to like act in that. I mean, what's your go-to, what do you do? I don't know. I think it's an every guy thing. I was about to say, like, do white people usually have a bit more leniency? But I think it, I think it's everyone because I, I see I see white people. I see any race get kicked out of clubs with just of the odds. Yeah. So what, what's your go to when you're waiting in line? Like, how do you act in front of the security guards? Just chill. Just chill. Chill. Just don't cause trouble. So just don't talk unless you're getting talked to, and then just yeah, ask yeah. The question. A little bit of respect goes a long way. I would say. Oh, totally agree. Don't bro. talk with down to him well. like he's a doorman. Yeah. yeah. I, my favorite line is, and this is fucking really, really subtle borderline manipulation, but assume the negative and they'll, they'll always reply with a positive. So you'll be like, oh, tough night. And they'll yeah, be like, no, yeah. it's actually, actually pretty good. And then they're not going to let you, they're not going to fucking decline you after they've just said, yeah, we've had a great night. No fucking chance. But if you say, have you had a good night? They'll be like, oh, no, it's fucking shit. Chris's right. favorite line is, so did you go to university to become a bouncer? <laughs> <laughs> was it a degree? TAFE? How does it work? Uh, fucking try, try, try that line out, boys. The next time you're in a fucking pub. Tough night. Fucking Just be a real bloke. Gotta have the charisma to go along with it though. That's the also, thing. Also, you also have to know how to like not look like you're plastered when you are. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Because it is a skill. Like, yeah, the reality is, busted. if you're so gone that you're fucking swaying from side to side like there's a fucking sick trap beat playing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't know how to then dance. Then there's no chance. You're not so going to get in. When they ask how many drinks have you had, what do you say? Bro, it's so hard. I went through this <laughs> I went through this stage. I had two bounces and two times they fucking both said no when I was sober. I've had that. Yeah, so I rock And up. I've been let in when I'm absolutely trolleyed. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because they're used to it. And then when they see someone who's not fucking smashed, they go, this guy it's, must It's smashed. very conspicuous. Bro, yeah. literally yeah. there was a time when I was at home doing uh, editing or something like that. And then you guys are like, hey, yo, come out. You know, we're at the club and stuff like that. And I rock up. So it wasn't a club, it was a bar. And I rock up and he's like, oh, how many drinks you had? And I'm like, no, nothing. I've just came from home. And he's like, yeah, I don't, it doesn't look like it. And I'm like, are you fucking having a laugh? I've had it's no alcohol because today. because you're sober, you're probably less willing to entertain a conversation. I'm not going to lie. It's probably not. I think it's a rigidity that you have when you're sober yeah. versus you're not on the same wavelength as everyone else. So he's like, well, he's not, he's obviously hasn't downed, you know, one to three drinks before this, like, which is like an acceptable range or whatever for a fucking bar to let in. Yeah. So the fact that he's standing up more right, like what has this fucking guy been doing? You know what I'm saying? But it was weird that like both times happened and I've been got, I've got let in when I'm fucking so gone. Yeah, like half a same. bottle of tequila gone same. and I'm fucking in the club. Like it, it's it's so hit and miss with some of that shit. But yeah, you just got to fucking talk to them, eh? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to like, I try to build. I mean, this is, I think this it comes back down to the life skill of being able to build rapport. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I would say that that is probably one of the most valuable Soft skills. skills. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Interpersonal skills are so fucking overpowered. Far out, man. When so you can like- Street smarts again. Yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. I mean, so what do you think about the difference between nightlife here versus in the UK? In terms of- <laughs> What the fuck was that? That was so out of nowhere. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> Did it? You know, I was listening back to our podcast and I feel like I do this out of most people, just do massive changes in topics. <laughs> and it sounds like we've done a cut when we've literally not done any cuts. It's just- Baz is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm border clubs. Anyway, so what's yeah. the UK like? <laughs> no, I just, I want to know how nightlife compares in the UK. I think it's a lot more intense in the UK. How so? I mean, like it's not just alcohol. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not just alcohol anyway. Let's yeah. be real. I think the rave spots look better set up in the UK. Like it, it looks base. very intense. Yeah, the D and B scene in the UK looks fucking insane. There are a lot more. Well, okay, like the the scene in the UK is a lot bigger than here. Like Australia, it's, Sydney is a blip compared to the UK, and also the, London has a lot of pop up, like pop up raves, pop up nightclubs that just open up in a car park or something. And so squat there's raves, a lot baby, more. Squat raves, baby. Yeah. Squat raves. Squat raves a real thing. Yeah. In the UK. Absolutely. What does that mean? It's where you, you have a rave in some way you're not allowed to be and you're preaching like squatters rights in order to be able to stay or something like that. And have a rave. <laughs> yeah. And they charge head. It's actually insane. It's such high risk fucking like high, I guess high reward, but like also- if that's your thing then yeah. Yeah. Monetary wise, it's probably not high reward because like how much you're actually making from fucking a few dirty MDMA heads. But like- uh, no, they. I, I watched a documentary on fucking. Um, Are they called squat raves? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And they're a real thing. They happen like on a weekly basis. Maybe who knows how frequently, but like but they do exist. They'll find a site. They'll text people. You got to be in the know. That's I think the the sickest thing like to have like just having that one connection on where you can list. like be on the list exactly, exactly. But the thing is, once you're on the list, you just stay on the list. I don't, you probably it's probably building rapport each time. It's probably coming to the events. It's probably like imagine that if you're on the list and you get invited to three events and you only show up to one of them, they might say, "Oh, there's no point in inviting them the next time." Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, you know who do that in their lists? Fucking um, like luxury brands. Luxury so girl, huh? Luxury girl. <laughs> I love luxury girl, <laughs> but like luxury brands. So, for example, 
My sister, oh, yeah, my yeah, sister yeah. is on the list for Louboutin. So they do shoes. My sister loves shoes. And she says that she feels really, like she thinks really hard and smart about when they invite her to the store about something that, because like her, her girl, say her girl's called Chantel. Chantel gives her a call, says, hey, um, Basil's sister. There's like, I've got a pair of shoes and I know you're going to love them. Come to the store yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as you can. I'll put them to the side for you. I can hold them for, for the next two days. My sister will come and she knows that if she doesn't buy it, then she's getting lower on that list. And yeah. at a certain stage, if she says no four times in a row, she's off the list. She's not going to get called. But what's crazy is that it's like a terrible cycle of consumerism because yeah. like you're now forced to buy fucking $5,000 shoes even if you don't really like it just to stay on the list. Yeah. Fuck. It's, it's genius though. What do you, I mean, okay, so I'm going to bring something up which yeah. will turn into something funny about us laughing at Chris. So don't yeah. worry. <laughs> okay. But it is a serious thing at the same time because like I actually do kind of like it. So what do you guys think about buying name brand, let's say, the two things I was thinking of, which will then lead to what uh, Chris has done is suits and jewelry. What do you think about naming, uh, buying like, you know, a name brand suit? So like a fucking, I don't know if Armani is an expensive suit, but like an expensive suit very brand expensive. or an Depends expensive- Depends on which Armani. Giorgio. Yeah, yeah, very expensive. Sorry, a Giorgio Armani suit versus like a little Italian guy from New York City who fucking hand does the suits, you know what I mean? Who operates in like some small thing, but it's like perfectly handcrafted. There's nothing off rack and anything it's like, like $3, that. like $3,000 either way. Which one would you go? Yeah, exactly. Would you go for the name brand or would you go for like the personalized and also relationship you get? So you got Enzo and then you've just got a fucking Giorgio Armani, you know, boutique store or whatever that you can go into. What you which one are you choosing? I mean, is this... This Enzo character, is he making- No, <laughs> 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 he's a nice guy, dog. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. He's a tailor. You mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. but is it bespoke for you? Is he making yeah. a suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Takes your measurements, like, everything. You pay, but it's got no brand. Like he's it's, making it from It's not scratch. about the brand. It's, it's about suit the guy versus brand. I mean, I've had a suit made from scratch for me and it was the best suit I've ever had. Oh I yeah, I was about to say, I'm going for the tailor-made. 100%. That's what I'm saying, dog. One, I don't care about the brand. But if I'm let's be real, without like bringing race into it really, more countries, are there countries you're going to go to? Like Italian suit, I don't know why, maybe it's gangster movies, maybe it's fucking Peaky Blinders, but when I hear Italian made suit, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, that's because they're the best at it, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah, are. But, but so I, I Wait, gotta, are they the best? I think I think literally London uh, on Seville Road, right? Savile Road, that's, is that there's, there's like London tailoring and French tailoring and Italian tailoring are all distinctive. So it depends uh, what you want. It's different styles? Like Italian tailoring is very, like the shoulders are very soft, but London tailoring, they're very rigid. They're, they're very kind of square. So it depends okay. what look you're going for. Right. That's fair. Because I feel like English people usually have that like stocky look. Like I mean, like not shoulders. as much. They're not as boxy as the Americans, but they're more stru- structured is the word. They're more structured than the Italian suits, which... I mean, I don't own a Zegna suit, but I've heard that a Zegna suit should feel like pajamas. I've heard that too. Really? I've heard that, yeah. What yeah. a dream. See, that sounds so cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but they cost like 5K. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say you're in baller status. If you can if you can afford both an expensive Giorgio or you can have your own guy. And it's not just, you know, you go you call up a store, or you call up a fucking chain and you try it. Like, you're not going to Thailand. Like, I had a, t- a suit made for me in Thailand and that was, I was immediately like sold on the idea because- even in Thailand, it was like an Indian guy making it, but they make it, it from fits perfectly. War materials, yeah, exactly. You can choose the materials on the wall and stuff. I'm like, yo, imagine if this isn't fucking. If this didn't cost two hundred bucks, imagine if this cost five k and they're buying the fucking raw ingredients and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, there's markup for tailors and stuff like that. But let's yeah. say you had a relationship where you're not getting charged a fucking one time fee. You know, he's like, I'm gonna make this. He looks after you. Yeah, and the same thing goes with like I guess jewelry. Like, imagine if you knew a fucking guy who yeah. fucking had a jewelry store in fucking New York City or something like that. Like, would you rather go for uh, 
What's an actual expensive brand? Is like Tiffany's, I guess, is expensive, but is that top tier expensive? Jacob, you mean like Cartier kind of thing? Sure. Like, because what I mean is like, I know that Prouds, you can buy diamonds, but I know that like, oh, uh, what's the example? I know Rolex is expensive, but then you were like, oh, Rolex, that's mid watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not an RM. Yeah, I mean, Rolex is a mid mid watch. But that's what I'm saying. But you can still buy 100K yeah. Rolex. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. But just because, like, the same way you can buy a, a $1 million BMW doesn't mean that it's a, it's a high end car. Sure. So like it's about like the average BMW is not a million dollars. Yeah. So let's say you got your wife, right? Uh, it's a good wife. Sucks your dick once a week. Pretty good. You know what I mean? Once a week? Yeah. That's not pretty good, bro. Good once a week. And when you're in a relationship, imagine you're getting married. You hear people Wait, which, talk which about- girl give, Which girl that can give good head is giving average head? No, meaning she's giving you really good head to completion once a week. So you're just fucking chilling. I'm not sure if I like that. But I'll, you I'll, you I'll, haven't I'll, had good I'll, head then, mate. Well, the point I'll is that she's- You haven't had good head if you don't like head, bro. If you don't like if you don't like head, you haven't had good head. It's I simple. do like head, but I'm just saying that head to completion is not always the best. You anyway, haven't had good head. What, what are you about to anyway. say? I, I can't remember now. You've distracted me completely. No, so yeah. Would you would you like rather go for a name brand thing, or would you rather have some handcrafted shit where you can say like, "Yo, I want like platinum name brand thing." Name brand. Why? Because let me tell you why. Because I like I like rocks, like fucking gems, all that type of stuff, and I also like stainless steel. What's not what's, silver. Um, not really. Not I'm not white a gold. I like stainless steel. Um, I don't really like di- I don't like gold. One because it's against my religion. I don't really care that much about that. What? Yeah, technically yeah. Muslims wait, aren't wait, 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 gold. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I've heard this. I understand that not all Arabs are Muslim, but yeah, yeah, Arabic know, people, the they people who the wear rules. the most gold in the world, they break the rules. But, Jesus. But essentially, I don't like gold or silver on jewelry. I like stainless steel and I like gems. The thing is, what's common between stainless steel and gems, they've got no fucking real value. Their value is all subjective. So like, you, it's all about the carrots. It's about the sh- the shininess. It's not about the grams. Like, It's not about the weight. It's not about, it's like gold. You can say, okay, it's hundred grams. What's the value of gold? What's, you can add on some like markmanship. You can calculate it. But the thing is with, with jewelry, it all comes down to the brand. So if you have a Rolex Datejust, you can go and you can value that model. If you have a Rolex this, Samara, I don't know, you can, man. You can this may be like, diamonds, no. Huh? I don't know about that with diamonds, though. No, hundred percent, it is. Because like, the buy, value of a diamond is the clarity, the, obviously the size, the, yeah, but, the cut of it. Well, that's know. the interesting thing. Go on Facebook Marketplace and type in diamond ring, and you'll find people that have bought it twenty thousand dollars and they're selling it for five thousand dollars. Because there's no market value for that. You can't base the market value based on fi- a Facebook marketplace. Well, for I'm, a high ju- I'm end just jewelry. trying to say that when you try to resell your diamond ring, proud or wherever place you bought your fucking diamond ring, they ain't do, they don't do thirty days to return it. Yeah, but it's it's a one day like a, an engagement ring is very different to like a ring that happens to have diamonds in it. Well, no, well, I'm saying that the reason why they're not returning them is because they're not selling them at a market price. There's no such thing as market price for diamonds. It's all subjective. There is no market price. Right. There's no market value for your diamonds. You, you sell them for what you can sell them for. There's not, it's not like gold where there's a spot price and there's a market value. That's why the brand will have the brand, like, the, like a, a Rolex date just, whether it's gold, diamond, whatever, has a market value. By virtue of it being a Rolex. Exactly. Okay. That's why I'm so pro-brand. But here's the thing, right? I understand some people, we've spoken about this before, some people are interested in, uh, I guess you could call like alternative investments like buying watches and stuff like that that aren't your typical like bonds, fucking uh, ETFs, fucking stocks, right? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. People people can do what they want in that. But when you're buying your wife a jewelry, like a piece of jewelry, are you ever fucking hoping you have to sell that? 
Because I don't think I could ever ask my girl to fucking sell a piece of jewelry I've given her. Mm. Like, it's one of those things where once I give it to her, that's hers. And if I got to find money somewhere, I'll find it somewhere. But I'm not going to fucking ask, like, oh, yeah, you know that. You know, you hear about those people, like, they have to pawn their engagement rings. That's the most depressing yeah, thing sad. I've ever yeah. heard. What do you reckon, Chris? Oh, I agree totally. Do you think it's like a sunk cost? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you can't I'm take that away. It. You can't like, take it away. When I, whenever I buy jewelry, like, for a girl, I'm not buying it based on the fucking brand. I'm buying it based on, like, the look and the style and the aesthetic. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I agree with that. But I also, the way I think about it, because I'm, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. And I, I've been very vocal about this in our group chats, but the way I think about it is that if I'm buying you a twenty thousand dollar ring, it's yours. This is like this is from me to you. I don't want us to ever. I don't want to ever see that money again. But I want you to be able to say like, what if you're in a pickle? What if you're stuck in Africa? I don't know you're doing some solo traveling by yourself and you need that cash. I want you to have a ring that you can then sell for twenty thousand dollars if you need if that. You're money. stuck in Africa no. and some fucking warlord's got a knife no, to your okay, throat. Whatever. I don't know if he's going to take if market you, yeah, price. Sure, that's probably he's probably just going to take it. But, but if, if for whatever reason you you need the money and like you, you need don't, liquidity, yeah, you, don't, quickly. you don't have access to, to a bank or something like that, you can't call anyone. I want you to be, or even if you just want to upgrade that ring to a different ring, it's your money, and I want you to be able to have access to the money that I paid for, or at least close to it. And you're not going to get that. With if you buy an, a market price ring from just your local jeweler, so would you buy secondhand jewelry for a girl? Um, it's because you're never going to get market price if you're paying for it from a retailer. Well, that's the thing. Like even watches. That's the thing. It's really, really touch and go with that. But um, what I would do is I would buy the diamonds maybe from a secondhand ring, but then I'd go to a jeweler and I'd be like, "This is what I want. I've already got the diamonds." I would I would buy the diamond raw exactly, and then have it you made the, into yeah. a ring. You buy the raw diamonds and you say, "This is what I want you to make." We're talking me. engagement ring or just a random like present. I mean, in that situation, probably an engagement ring, but I, yeah. I like the idea of like going to, I think the cheapest place in the world to buy diamond is India. And really? Yeah, I think, I believe so, yeah. A blood diamond, sorry, what? Yeah, that's what uh, I was saying. Different well, continent. Don't, don't you just go fucking talk to Leo <laughs> DiCaprio and say, hey mate, do you have any more of those sewn into a sheep or something? <laughs> we'll go down to South Africa. South we'll, Africa. We'll get you some black diamonds. You catch uh, a shark. Blood diamonds. Yeah, it's not black diamonds. <laughs> that's racist. Oh man. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that the, the diamond is always secondhand. You're not getting a, a diamond straight from the ground. Unless it's a lab made, well then okay, maybe it's it's What do you straight. think of what do you, okay, what do you think of like things like Mosinite, which are meant to be like prettier than diamonds, but there is something in your head where it's like it's cheaper as well. I'm not a fan. I I think there's no way to justify it in my brain, but I still feel this way. Obviously, it is a worse deal, and I'm being an idiot because diamonds have no fucking real value. It's just a chokehold by a little beer uh, company. Fucking but beers. I still could never get a Mosinite. I could never. I feel like there is a flex in your brain where it's like, no, I want to have a fucking rock on my wife's hand so hard that she can't lift her fucking hand up to you know, salute the flag. Because <laughs> then everyone else can be like, damn, what does her husband do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you ever get a fake diamond? No. I wouldn't get a fake anything. <laughs> damn. Please. Who do you think you're speaking to? Yeah. Not even a fake taxi? What's that? Not even fake taxi? You gotta have one of those. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta at least come on at least one time. Come on, bro. We're a fake agent. I'm a big fan of fake agent. I'm not gonna lie. Fake agent. Oh, the real estate. Yeah, ones? real estate yeah, agent, yeah. and they like have to get the deal done. <laughs> Do you reckon that happens in real life? Yeah. Well, I one, hope so. Right. Well, my favorite one is when they had to like get the painter to get his job done, but they didn't have the funds. So she, you know, she had to get the. He had to convince him to get the job done one way or another. Bro, how funny? Have you seen the one where it's like? Uh, 
Is this where this podcast is going, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're taking a shift. We're taking are, a we, shift. are we descending to that? Level? We're going into serious topics. No, have you seen the one where it's like an Asian uh, pizza delivery girl and she doesn't have change or something like that? So I'm like, well, if you don't have change, then, you know, you got to pay us back in some way. And then suddenly she's getting deed out by fucking two guys. I'm like, surely there was a middle ground between giving them the $13 and getting both your holes plugged, yeah? Like, I feel like, surely. It just seems like very drastic fucking solutions. It's a good video. I'll send it to you later. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, talking about fucking porn. Yeah. Watching porn on a non-incognito tab. So just a normal tab. I never use incognito. Bro, that's dangerous. I Why? feel like that, the, the cachets and cookies that it takes, that tells you too much about yourself when you Why? go to fucking porn up. What? Because you get exactly what you want. And if one day you walk in and there's just a bunch of hentai tentacle, you're like, wait, I'm into mm. this. This wasn't a one-time thing. Like it's all over my fa- uh, page right now. Do you do you do it on incognito? No. no. Really? I'm That's I'm the, the kind of responsibility I don't want. I, I don't want to know but what I want. You might have a separate kind of browser. Yeah, I've got a separate browser. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, bro. Fucking Pornhub needs to- go. <laughs> I'll be honest. Pornhub needs to step up their fucking recommendation game because it's terrible. Yeah, it is fucking it, horrible. It feels like it's- well, on You go on and be like, you time. don't know me at all. You don't know me at all. <laughs> you know who's really great with recommendations? X videos. They fucking, they learn. I don't know why we got to this topic. I feel like we should move on really quickly. I think we should move on. (laughs) What do you think about gangbangs? Would you be a part of one? Absolutely. Yeah? I probably would. Um, How would you go about handling all that dick though? Maybe maybe Would you like stroke them or like, would you like use your mouth? I didn't participate the first time, but I might the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you went a gangbang? What's the difference between a gangbang and just a sex party? Gangbang is all the people on one girl. Sex party is just a bunch of people having sex. Oh, okay. Archer. Then I haven't. Att- no, no. Oh, you've been in a do you, sex party? Wait, do you, mean yeah. some, do you mean some shit like in Germany where in you- Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, no, 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 just wait. Do you mean like you walk into a club in fucking Amsterdam or Germany and people are having sex, but you're just watching? Or do you mean like you got invited to someone's house for like a couple swap thing? Well, this was by accident, by the way. <laughs> sure. That's what okay. say. <laughs> well, this is when, like my, when I moved to, the, to London- my Airbnb host decided to show me the sites, as it were, a few clubs. It's very interesting. And then he's like, Showed "Oh, we're gonna, sites. yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go to my friend's, um, um, what do you call it, like, uh, the the barge. sex party? What do you call? <laughs> 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 we're just like gonna a have a few boat? drinks at my friend's, um, uh, what do you call, like riverboat? Not how, yeah, riverboat, riverboat. Yeah. Those things are so poor. I can't believe you fucking gone on them. No, they, they don't have to be. Bear grills of someone. Yeah, but it looks yeah. Bear Grylls, Bear Grylls fucking drinks elephant shit. That he's have a classy gentleman. He, he squeezes above. He I did have, it in the I Africa have. one. He squeezes above his head and drinks the fucking water. Jesus, have you seen that fucking? Oh, video? I want to hear the story. No, let me say this quickly. Yeah, and we'll yeah. go back to. It. Have you seen the video where there's like this crack in the fucking corn? It's like this is the. the yeah, how does, <laughs> Bear, how does Bear Grylls speak again? You're net well. Man we, are, we are now. Yeah, we no, are no. now in the abyss where we are. We're, no, no, just wait. We're standing here between two tectonic plates. As you see, <laughs> it goes straight down to the magma in the ground. I have to be careful because any one of these might collapse at any point. <laughs> and he jumps across and shit. And then some guy goes there and just fucking pans and there's a road right next to it. And man's doing these fucking karate roll I kind think of I should have you it, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right, sex party. Sex party, sex party. You were on a barge. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, come, come to my friend's house and we'll, we'll have a drink. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I arrive and the door opens. And it's a sex party. Which well, everyone's just fucking in front of you. Yeah. And then what I want to know what the politics of that is. Because- What do you um, mean? There, so there's a show called Sex Life, which came out on Netflix earlier this year. That was the show that um, people are doing all those blind reacts because there's essentially 
a wife used to be a massive slut. Like, well, no, slut. She got around. She had fun, whatever. And she had this partner. Wife. Were they swingers? No, no, no. So it was a wife and a husband, right? And she had a past. And her husband just wasn't interested in sex anymore because they had kids and he was like very career focused and stuff. And so she was just constantly not satisfied. And she kept dreaming about this old lover. He finds out about this because she's writing it in a fucking journal. He reads this full journal thing. And he, he tails this guy to the gym. You know, he's seeing him working out or stuff. It's an Australian guy, so fucking big up the Aussies. Hey. And they're in the showers at one point and this guy does a turn and you see his dick and it's like a fucking elephant trunk. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. you could, you could probably shake hands with it. I'm not going to lie. And um and then he, of course the husband's like, oh, fuck like this is what my wife is fucking dealing with in the past. But um in that show they also mentioned like a sex party. And I don't know what the pol- what is the politics behind it? Like, as in like the rules? Yeah, can you just walk up to it? Like I think it's predetermined. Yeah, I, I think it's like I, I would- Imagine getting rejected at a sex party. Imagine if there was one chick who had five guys on her and then you walk up and she's like, "No, not you." <laughs> What a fucking oh punch in the God. stomach, bro. What do you do? She, this woman's just getting fucking smashed Rail. out. Just fucking a train in between being run on in her. In between, she's like, look, look, look. No, sorry, honey, not you. Look, look, look. <laughs> Fuck me, well, okay, bro. Okay, which one is more of an insult? If she says no to you, she says, oh, only if you use a condom. And no one Are else the other guys? a condom. No, no one else okay. is. Because that makes it look like, I'm like, bro, I don't have diseases. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> you could try and spin that into like a, pretending like it's a better situation than it actually is by saying like, oh, she probably thinks I'm really fertile. She thinks I'm going to shoot her up with kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or that you get around be. a lot. You look like you've been around the block. Yo, so. you could say that. She thinks I've fucked so many women that I have every STD and have to wear a condom. Yeah. yeah true. <laughs> true. Anyway, yeah. sex party, you walk in. How many women Do you did you fuck that night? Oh, look, I was very, <laughs> I was very innocent. That was a bit too much. I think I had a drink and said, oh. oh you went je- in? Yeah, I went in. How did it smell? Like, like chlamydia? Warm. It's not yeah, warm. warm. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> oh, I hate that word. <laughs> it was mold forming in the cornices of the fucking uh, the roof. How it was many a very nicely furnished, like, like nicely decorated. Really? What, very, what kind of like ratio? upper middle class. That seems like a posho thing to do. Not posho, but like an upper middle class thing to do like these fucking swinger parties. I see that. Yeah, for sure. What yeah. is it about getting rich that you get bored of your wife so quickly? And are cool with her getting fucked by another guy. You have to be respectable at all times. So you need an an outlet for that. that But haven't they heard of mistresses? Why do you have to watch your wife get plowed out by four guys in order to get your dick wet? That's how you lose all your money. Is it? Yeah, because eventually you're going to get found out and your wife's going to take you to the cleaners. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. True. Well, okay, so what's the ratio in that party? 50-50. Really? Really? Yeah. So it's like So it's probably swingers then, hey? I can imagine me and Baz walk in. We're both single. We look at each other like, wait, are we doing this? We're like, do you want to do it? Like, I can imagine I mean, me yeah. saying we're doing this <laughs> and you've been like, oh, I don't know, man. Nah, cap. Nah, cap. <laughs> I have no issue with that. That shit's fine. Would you do it? Yeah, of course. I'd be fucking, I'd be game. I'd yeah? be fun. Sounds like a good night, bro. I mean, it depends on how hot the chicks are. True. But I think it also depends on your fucking appetite for public sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Okay. So th- this is the thing we All do. All right, hit me. Because of your I aristocracy. I can't remember what aristocracy. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on food courts? Food courts? Yeah. So you go in, there's an importer. Do you mean like a Harrods food hall? Where you buy the best steak in the world? No, he doesn't mean, he doesn't mean the Meriton or, uh, you know, (laughs) the Four Seasons. Do you you know where Chris buys his fucking biscuits for like his cookies from? No. David Jones. What? What do you mean? The basement, David Jones. The food hall, the David Jones food hall. Oh my God. What's wrong with that? You buy cookies 
Have you ever gone to fucking Kmart and got some decadent cookies before? <laughs> fucking decadent cookies. Yo, bro. shout from out where? to anyone in, in Australia. Go to Kmart. Go to the fucking cookie section. You'll find something called decadent cookies. They're fucking amazing. Phenomenal, bro. They're like a hundred of them. Are they, what brand are they? Decadent. <laughs> That's the brand? <laughs> That's the brand. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was an bad. adjective. No. <laughs> is it both? A, I mean, yeah. Is it's, it's, it's like a fucking play. <laughs> oh, wait, it's, it's not a double entendre. It's that a two way. for the price of one at the end of the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so what are your thoughts on plastic utensils? Using a fork Why? 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 What, what? In what if situation would you ever them? need plastic utensils? If you've been given them, if they're in the back, you're going to waste them? Probably. Well, I, I would just say no cutlery. What made you hate the environment? <laughs> I would say no cutlery. Baz is retired. I have cutlery. Baz is saying, what would you... We had this fucking debate last week. It's like, if you're going to go and buy fucking food from a place and eat it at your house, why would you not just use your metal fork rather than if taking their plastic? Place. If it's in the bag. So, just don't use it. What do you mean? It's in the bag. So what? So you what? You got better it. utensils. What's the point of not using it if I've literally just asked them to put it in the bag? Why, why would you, you ask, ask them, them to put it in the bag when you got fucking metal utensils? Yeah. In the bag. You asked to put it in, dickhead. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, if it's in the bag, it's in the bag. What are your thoughts? Here's, a, here's actually a very, very honest question because okay. you never know, but what, what's your thoughts on fast fashion? I mean, terrible for the like, environment. Like, like if you bought a t-shirt, you from K- a t-shirt from Kmart. A t-shirt from Kmart. Is that K-Mart's fast fashion? not really fast fashion. That's just, it's very it's just, fast fashion. No, it's not. Oh, fast maybe fashion it's disposable, is like, but it's not no, fast, fast fashion. No, fast fashion. What's that fucking H&M? Zara. And Zara, Zara kind of invented Zara like fast no. fashion. Yeah, right? H&M, Zara, which like they come in with new styles each time. But fast K-Mart's fashion means it's only meant to last one season. That's why it's so... Trendy. Yeah, but meaning like they, they bring out new shit all the time. Kmart's not bringing out new shit all the time. You can always get the same black tees there. You can always get the same fucking black shorts there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, true. True. You can always buy the same fucking Crocs. Like Whereas the idea is like H&M and Zara are meant to be like cheap but trendy clothes as opposed to just cheap clothes. This like is Kmart not is. my style. So. Bro, Zara's not even cheap that much these days anymore. Isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. What are your thoughts <laughs> on American culture? Chris, Chris, <laughs> where do you get your t-shirts from? <laughs> we forgot to go there. We forgot to go there. How do you get your t-shirts? <laughs> well, t-shirts? I, 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 I get them from Switzerland. Now, see, uh, what's this process? All right, all right, is, it, all right. is it a mass all right, distributor? All right, I have a tailor in Switzerland. <laughs> my, it's not that extravagant. It's what's just, hilarious is last week when he said this to us, I thought he was just joking because he's like, uh, oh, I've got a tailor. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. I thought, to and the then, house with, in, in this house, I think. You I've, ordered, I've had some t-shirts delivered. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. There you go. Yeah, you I, put, you I put in an order recently. Well, what, what type of tailor has accounts dedicated to individuals across the world, even in Australia? Prince Charles's tailor. Bro, legit. And they keep everyone's measurements on file because people don't change size. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, what you can update con- your measurements. But that's what always concerns yeah. me because then it's up to you to make sure you know like the right amount of slack to give yourself. Like if you like- They have guides. They, they're the experts. They'll advise you. Right, right, right. Yeah, true. And especially yeah. like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you work out, you obviously want it to be a little bit tighter around your bicep. Uh, and it has to, the sleeve has to be cut so that it's at the peak of your bicep because it's yeah. the most flattering. That's actually really awesome. Imagine you if they can, you know, like people have different they, peaks. How much are they each? I, I don't know. You know, you, you don't know how much they are? I, I can't remember. This is something I've noticed <laughs> with Chris so much. I'll literally be like, oh. Money, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, how much did you buy that for? He's like, I don't know, just tapped. What do you mean you just fucking tapped your card, bro? You, well, how much did you pay for it? I don't know, I can't remember. That's the least Arabic thing about you, though. The fact that you don't just tap and not see. I swear to God, Saudi, 
Saudi Every one Brit- of my family does that. They just they don't they just they don't look at the yeah. price tags. They just fucking it's like ah, it'll be alright. They probably do. They'll they'll tell me if I can't afford it. <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Move. Why? Yeah. What? What? Question. Yeah. What is your thoughts on the royal family? No, because question. I think it seems just very shit. pompous and stupid. Because yeah. like, why are we propping up some fucking people who are like? I get from a tourist perspective, maybe. But Basil brought up a fucking interesting thing the other day that the royal family is only worth three hundred mil, which like obviously that's a lot of money, but the fact that they're not even I think we need to name. fact check that. I'm not too sure about that. Yep. But they're not e- they're not even topping the bill if Basil's correct. It's not about money though. What okay, but so they're what not, do you think? Then the whole the point of the royal family is not because they're a rich family. What is it? That their uncle fucking two thousand years ago killed another guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? There, William the Conqueror beat fucking Harold of Normandy. They're or a good fuck. example. Well, I've got some facts here. In 2019, Forbes has had assessed the Queen's Forbes. yeah had assessed the Queen's net worth as equal to at least 500 million USD. 500 million, yeah, 500 US. million USD, and that's just the Queen. So potentially probably about much more. Which you took to look to the full oh, ro- the, royal, the royal estate. family. They say the royal family. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, how do you measure that? Is that I'm the total sure, like? And you know, we were talking about this last week. Like and, and secret. For, and, what and about the, and the trend of it is that it falls by 1.2 percent per year. Have they not heard of index funds? No, no, chuck it in vast, baby. I think it's because of expenses. And, and they don't yeah. profit. Even though they probably make money for the country, they don't benefit from that. What do you guys think of the idea of eventually- like They're self-sufficient, I think. Or at least somewhat. Because their, their land should be income generating, like farms and things like that. Yeah, true. Oh, what are your thoughts on them though? I, I'm, I'm pro-monarch. Really? Yeah. Really? What do you think about the drama around it? Like the Prince Philip, Prince fucking Charles, all that shit. Wh- which, which, which one? All of them. I mean, which scandal though? Fucking the one with Prince Fergie, a pr- a Princess Fergie <laughs> Prince getting Fergus. her toes stuck. Mm. <laughs> Wait, who? Princess. Well, she's Fergie. not really a royal. <laughs> Wait, was that though? a thing? Yeah. Was that a scandal? Yeah. yeah, a guy fucking took photos yeah. of her getting her toes sucked. What do you think about getting your toes sucked? But this is the thing. All <laughs> of the all of the scandals come from people that they've married. It's not. Okay, Meghan Markle. What about what about the Ranga? The Ranga used to get into all these fucking. I actually don't remember his name. Williams, Prince Williams. No, Harry. Oh yeah, my bad. Prince Harry. He used to always get into scandals, like him hooking up with a chick, him hooking up with this. They're not real scandals. He's the just military a young guy being a young guy. Yeah, yeah, but he's, to be real, like yeah, but if you're a cop, you probably shouldn't fucking break the law. <laughs> it's like you're in a position of a lot of privilege, and you're but a the fucking thing role is model, like people like are him. scrutinizing him, looking, like watching him for when he yeah. puts a, a yeah, toe and he wrong. knows that. He knows that. But and you he can't always it. censor yourself 100% of the time. You're always going to slip up. The difference is you don't have people following you all the time, watching your every movement. But That's if I did, difference. I wouldn't act the same. Well, you, I don't know. Can you be on your best behavior 100% of the time? Probably not. Well, that's the we'll thing. We'll see in five years' time when Milk Rocket blows up. Bro, that <laughs> shit would the be paparazzi crazy, flying man. out to Oz. Yeah. The next <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you is what are your thoughts on American culture? Uh, very broad. Yeah. Topic. So, so we can start off with canned laughter. Okay, this is because okay for the listeners. By the way, Chris is an avid listener of, and watcher of Big Bang Theory. Go on. I do, do not. What? what? No. <laughs> He's winding it. you up. <laughs> I do. Thank watch. God, I was about to fucking turn off this podcast and fight you. Bro. Jesus. <laughs> Delete podcast. No, but I I occasionally watch the odd episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Which is great, great show. Every couple of hours. Basil. 
Basil's just wrong for this one. Basil hates Silly. it. We, only it's because he's funny. never seen it. He doesn't understand. It's just it. not funny. It is funny. Objectively. You've never seen it, so you can't it's comment not like it on whether it's funny. Like it's it's just annoying because it's like it, uh, the last episode had 80 million people, like, and that's in the 90s. So it's objectively a successful, yeah, funny show. Exactly. It like did so well. Fucking, you think there's about, a reason for it too. You look at Larry David. I uh, he's he's co uh, co wrote Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld, right? Um, and I didn't realize he has a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's obviously done a lot and stuff. But I looked up his net worth and some somewhere between three hundred and six hundred million dollars. Yeah, fucking. And I'm like, I had no fucking idea that it was that. But then you realize how successful Seinfeld was, and then how successful Curb was. And it's like, fucking no wonder. Like you look at if you looked at uh, Jerry Seinfeld's collection of I think it's Porsches. I think he's a big Porsche guy. He's got like a hundred of them. He's a billionaire, right? I think he cracked a billion. Yeah. yeah. Did he? I think he was the first uh, stand-up comedian to crack. Really? Okay. You know who hit a bill today? Who? Rihanna. Really? Yeah. No, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And Rihanna um, versus Jay-Z. Beyonce. Who you go for? In terms of who's the one that who you want to go for? Beyonce. Yeah, I, I prefer Beyonce. Really? Yeah. I'm a Rihanna girl. Rihanna. 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 Damn. I never got the appeal of Beyonce. She always gave me very basic pop girl vibes, to be honest with you. Very diva, sort of. Yeah, whereas like, and also for people who fucking want to have a great warm up for porn, there's a song by uh, Shakira and Rihanna. I think like, I can't remember to forget you or something like that. And there it's fucking mad sexy. And you see like Rihanna's got like a really sexy, like Islander accent. You know what I mean? I, th- I don't know if she's Jamaican or if she's just from a different, she's from a different island, but like she comes from that Caribbean kind of uh, descent and now nah, she's a sexy girl. There you go. Like it. Yo, Rihanna, come fucking hit me up. Bro, imagine if we had Rihanna on the podcast. That'd be sick, bro. Imagine if we had a billionaire on the podcast. What if we had a fucking rap battle with Rihanna? I would be down. Yeah, that'd be sick, though. Uh, I'd watch. What are your thoughts on fast food? I'm, I'm For those that don't know, I'm an avid eater of fast food. Yeah, you are. I don't think I've seen you eat one piece of fast food. No, 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 no. Correction. He had half a chip from your KFC. Yeah, he had half a chip of oh, KFC and said, I'm not doing oh, this. Never again. Bro, KFC is so amazing. What I don't get is if that your like body, you you take. Like, I mean, you you work out. You no obviously respect your body. Yeah. Okay, not in the last month, obviously. Um, no, he works out. He does not respect his body. <laughs> okay. He respects the way it looks. He does not respect what. But he like, puts why it would you fuel your body with that shit? Let me tell you why. Because I. And won't it doesn't be able even to... taste good. Okay, here's here. Okay, I'm gonna answer your question, probably in the next minute. But I'm gonna ask you a question first. Okay. Which which type of person are you? If you say I'm gonna lose the ability to do something, are you the type of person that adapts to how life will be after it? So, for example, if you say, okay, I'm living, I, I work in a job right now and it's really cushy and it's not, I do nothing all day, and but then in next week I'm gonna start a job and I'm gonna be working 24 seven. Are you gonna just enjoy it while you can and then ramp it up, or are you gonna slowly get used to working really long hours so that? you're fully used to it and you're you're ready to go for the next job. Which one which mentality are you? I, I think it's I think it's better to to ease yourself into it. Okay. So this I'm, feels like a tentacle thing, bro. <laughs> well the reason why I ask that is because I'm the type of person that relaxes while I can be relaxed and then I'll go hard when I can go hard. And I know for a fact that in your in your late thirties and in your forties you can't eat fast food the way you can eat it in your twenties. So I like How I you know like you hear people that have like a, a burger, like a Big Mac meal, and they'll have heartburn afterwards. Yeah, but that's because their blood pressure is so fucking well, high because it. they're no, not no. taking care of themselves. All, all people, no, not necessarily. Everyone who's in their forties says that, bro. You can't oh, just have true. you can't just have a cheeseburger. You can't just drink fucking the same amount we can drink now and just not feel shit the next day. And I, I know that I don't feel like I'll have three lots of KFC in one day and I'll feel great the next day. Right. So I'm gonna enjoy that. But while you I don't can. really. 
I mean, if you had a day of only eating really high quality, healthy food. I feel no better. Uh, I feel no better. Really though? Zero better. I'd call cap. I feel like you just haven't had one of those days in a long time. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. Like, I have salads. What salads? Just the <laughs> the potato what salads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on potato salad? It's fucking fantastic. I, I actually really like it. What do you uh, No, I'm not a fan. Why? Really? Have you only Cold had like potato? Have you only had like white people one where they put like fucking raisins and shit in that? Raisins? I have the Coles one. Pasta salad. You don't have. You've never had a homemade uh, potato salad. Bro, I'm not white. It's not a white dish. Potato fucking salad. No. Oh my bad. It's Ethiopian. No, I think it actually. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of black I, people I, in America. I, I do agree with you on that one. I, well, think, I think very. Sort of white. Yeah. No, it's white dude. trash. No, that's no, what no, it is. No, 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 no. It's like Midwest in America. America. There's yeah. literally it's Midwest America. That's in America, there's literally a stereotype of white people ruining potato salad by putting by making white people potato salad, which is where they put fucking raisins and black currants and shit in it, oh, rather gross. than just keeping it. No, I think a lot of Black Americans would uh, would not say that white uh, that potato salad is not that. Speaking of really that, unhealthy potato salad, tastes fucking delicious, bro. <laughs> I, I like potato salad. OP, dog. Well, well, this is actually another question very similar. What are your thoughts on people putting non-chocolate in brownies, like nuts or raisins uh, or shit like that? Fucking kill yourself. What are your thoughts? I mean, the brownie should be good enough that it stands true on its own. Yeah. It should speak for itself. Exactly. It should speak for itself. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a fan of nuts because of the texture it gives. I don't even like chocolate chips in my brownies. Really? What? I think it, it should be crisp on the top and then fudgy. Your brownies are really good. Thank you. Uh, Chris is a very good cook. But they could have some some fucking toasted almonds in there. Do you reckon? I mean- I can do that. Can you? Yeah. Well, I can do like half and half and we can see which is better. It just feels like your parents trying to bait and switch you. They give you a banana, they give you a muffin pretending like it's a fucking chocolate chip and it's a blueberry or something like that. Oh, that's deception. Blueberry muffins? No, nuts are healthy. They're just high in calories. Yeah. They're good, good fats in them and stuff though. Yeah, but they they have a really nice satisfaction because of how much calories they have in them. You feel okay. really satisfied after. What were all the unanswered Say questions shit. we've kind of... What was Jeffrey Epstein's island like? That was one we had. What is it with high class people? What did I people? ask you about KFC that you were going to answer in a minute? What was it? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Oh, yeah, yeah, why I have it so often. Because I want to take advantage of the fact that I can have it and feel great while I'm young. And I know that's not okay. going to be around forever. But that might contribute to you not being able to have it in the future. Yeah. Still, okay, going back on Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to drink every oh, day Oh, but this the is future. the thing. You don't spend money on food. That's one of your things. Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking... What do you, how so? I mean, like, you will... All he does is spend money I, on I food. Only, he only, I only eats eat out. out. No, but he'll buy the cheapest possible takeaway or the cheap... He'll go to the cheapest it restaurant. Up, it adds up. Because if you, this is how I think about it. If you're buying two meals a day, there's 30 days in a month on average. If you, so, it, so it works out to be 60 meals a month, right? So if you're buying fucking $10 meals, well, then that's $600 a month. Do you think that you spend less money than me on food? I'm not sure. We'd have to compare like bank statements. I, 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 don't, fucking, I don't look at- Because you know that I overwhelmingly cook yeah. myself. I, here's my take on it. Yeah. I would say I spend the least amount of money on food because I meal prep for five days at a time. I wouldn't be surprised if you spent more because one, I don't see heaps of fucking groceries just lying around and you cook meals like from scratch or you might like cook one and then you have like a dough fresh for the next day to make the next one. You know what I'm saying? And when you're buying ingredients for one dish, that becomes super costly. It's only when you apply economies of scale. But you do use all of that ingredient eventually. No, sure. Sometimes you don't. Like if you buy rosemary, it's like $3. You only use that once. 
And then the rest of it, you just I don't I mean, have. like, typically you'd make something that you could use rosemary with the next day to make sure that you go through it. Or if you smart. waste that's it. really smart. If you use, if you buy steak or something like that, and yeah. you're planning to cook, like, steak, uh, you know, bases and fucking garlic and uh, rosemary butter or something like that. Give me 20 minutes. That shit, that yeah. shit's expensive to, like, buy, you know what I'm saying? If you're buying from, like, for But that. it's much less expensive to buy it and cook it yourself than to get a steak from a restaurant that's going to cost you $50. It depends though, because you can go to Hurricanes and get a nice steak for like thirty. It depends your like level of taste. I'm still, I still yet? just spent fifteen dollars on that steak that I'm having tonight. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's a good quality steak. Jeez, there you go. So it just shows yeah, you. Fuck, awesome. Yo, I reckon it's. How long has this podcast been? It must be like two hours. Uh, one forty-five. There oh. you go. Shit. All right, boys. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Um, who knows how much of this we're going to cut? So it might not actually be one forty-five. Who knows? But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think about Chris. I hope. Yeah, um, please, please. Um, yeah, yeah. Let let, us, let us know what you think about these fucking new setup. Yeah, I really let us know if it sounds good. Really want to from you guys about this setup. Hopefully, it sounds good. Fucking fingers crossed, eh? Fingers fucking crossed. Um, otherwise, please check out our sponsor at Puppy This on Instagram. Use our if you're, discount uh, discount code down below for ten percent yeah, off. Just click that link. Um, otherwise, do we have any other business? No, hit up the Instagram, hit up the TikTok. Uh, make sure you click the likes and subscribe button. Hit that bell notification icon because we will be posting videos more frequently. Uh, you know, check out the last video that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, make sure to give us five stars on Apple and Google reviews. Please give really us helps reviews. us a lot. The it's fantastic. Awesome. To go. Tell your mom. Let her <laughs> listen. You know what I'm saying? If she's cute, send us a pic. Who knows? Maybe uh, we'll yeah. have her on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there might be an after show. Who knows? We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah. But anyway, thanks so much for being with us, lads. So, thanks so much for coming on, Chris. We really appreciate it. Thank you it. so much for having thanks me. Hopefully uh, you'll have me on again. 100% lads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, boys. See you next Beautiful. week. See ya. Good night.